course, I'm going to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Very important thing to do. Look around the site. Lola's always sharing um, deals and all kinds of good stuff that she finds out there for you guys, um, as well as in the merchandise. <coughs> Excuse me. Man, uh, these allergies are kicking my butt. Okay, so in the merchandise, you'll find some patches. We've got the broadcasting patch and the blaster patch, as well as we're selling 2020 was hell in a handbasket. And that's off of our uh, that's off of our grenade logo right there. Um, and if you pick up if you pick up anything um, from that swag right now, Lola's throwing in uh, stickers and all that kind of stuff. Or you can buy the grenade logo sticker from the site. So go check out HankStrange.com. Um, big thanks to our guests. I'm going to introduce you guys here in a second. Also, big thanks and shout outs to Franklin Armory for sponsoring this podcast and helping us to get on air here and talk about things, all things related to the Second Amendment. Of course, the Franklin Armory guys always thinking outside of the box and bringing uh, solutions to you, to you good folks out there. Okay, so let's get this kicked off. Smash the thumbs ups, ring the bells, all that kind of stuff. I am going to press the open right now. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, make sure Life you subscribe to the, the channel, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell, so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live. Let's see jazz hands. We've got we've got someone new in here. We've got Philip Van Cleve of uh, VCDL. <laughs> there you go. So let's see those jazz hands. Let's see it. There you go. VCDL jazz hands coming at you <laughs> from Virginia. All right, awesomeness. We are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there. Uh, this is episode 713 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange. We, As I said, we are joined by Philip Van Cleve of Virginia Citizens Defense League. Thank you very much, sir, for coming on the show. We really appreciate that. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the connection was made by our friend Scott, Gorillas and Guns. There he goes. He's also here on the show. In the house, Virginia. This is Virginia tonight. Yes, sir. You know, maybe maybe I could be unofficially a Virginian. Sure. For, for a second. You know. We welcome all gun owners. Absolutely. Thanks so much uh, to both of you guys for coming on. Um, so we're, we're going to get into this here. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be lots of questions and things like that from the folks out there. Let's see. We've got a super chat from also Virginian, John Crump. He says, not allergies, it's COVID. Keep up the good work. <laughs> uh, I knew someone was going to say that. I was just telling these guys behind the scenes that these allergies really kicked in when I was down in Texas for the Gundies. And I was at the award show. And it's like my whole, all the fluids in my head just fell down. <laughs> <laughs> or at, or exploded or something. And I was like, this is crazy. And I was uh, sneezing and blowing my nose. And I was like, you know, everyone's going to think I'm like patient zero. And I caused the apocalypse and took out all the gun guys. <laughs> you yeah, know, since we found out that it didn't come from my swimming pool, you know, I'm oh, good. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You know, and it was crazy. And then actually Glenn Fleming, uh, Flem Gunner, who runs uh, Drive Tanks down there, he saw me like standing off in the side and he was like, allergies. I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, <laughs> what you have is called allergies. <laughs> you know, so what was the what was the plant again? You guys were telling me. Cedar. Cedar. Yeah. Why is the cedar so aggressive? 
I don't know. Moths don't like it either. I guess they get allergies as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's you why know. they suggest if you have stuff to put it in a cedar closet so that way the moths won't eat it. Oh. And, yeah, neither will oh. I, apparently. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know what? See, look, there's pe- folks out there who are just vegetarians, right? And I always tell people uh, vegetables are people too. They are also trying to kill us. <laughs> Yeah, there's plenty of them out there that'll do the job quite well. Yeah, the vegetation is pretty aggressive. (laughs) Yeah, especially if you're a fly near a Venus flytrap. You find that real quick. Uh, They're, 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 uh, you know, they, they eat meat too. Yeah, this there's several plants. I don't I don't really you know know that much about plants or anything else, but there's several plants that will eat stuff. Like physically, I remember when I was living in South Florida. There's some kind of plant there. Someone will tell me. And basically, everyone just puts their junk in this plant. So they put chicken bones and everything in there, and it just eats and absorbs everything. When you said junk, I was kind of worried. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's you. That's that one's on you, Phil. Because I will get in trouble with Lola if I start going into double. She's like, okay, so you have the VC... DL guy on and you go into double entendres already. <laughs> so that wasn't me, Lola. That wasn't me. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm here. I am dealing with the allergies. Um, how are you guys doing? How's it, How's everyone out there? Allergy. Yeah. Alle- you too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have no allergies. It's just the weather up here has been so sporadic. It's just making mm-hmm. my sinuses go crazy. Yeah. Um, I heard that the fact that it's getting, it, it's like it gets really cold and it goes back to warm and the, the weather keeps switching is also making it a uh, pretty aggressive um, allergy season as well. So, yeah. Listen, let's smash those thumbs ups and share this as much as possible. Um, just for just for the fact that we have Virginia, the uh, VCDL in the house here. Um, you know what? Let's 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 start off at an official place, Philip. If can you explain to the folks out there who you are, how you came to be the president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, um, and then we got to this moment. I know <laughs> that's a lot because you've been doing a lot of stuff lately. But you know, start kick us off there. Well, you know, I I would never if you thirty years ago if you'd have said I'd be doing what I'm doing now, I'd be laughing at you. Uh, but uh, it was sort of an evolution. But basically, um, I have a software company, but I've also been a gun owner for a while. And um, NVCDL formed back in 1994 because permits here were May issue. It was up to a judge. We had judges turning down women, saying women don't need guns, men need guns. Others would turn down men, saying men don't need guns, women need guns. And some wouldn't do minorities and some would do everybody. So uh, the group formed to fix that. And we did. First year, the group fixed that. We're now a shell issue state and have been since 1995. Uh, I got involved around 1996 when I learned about what the group did and got my permit and everything. And in 2001, I became the president of the group and have been since. So we're, we're going on uh, 20 years now. And uh, my, I didn't even know where to begin. I had just got my permit and I thought, well, I'm, I live in Richmond, so I thought I'll go down to the General Assembly and try to lobby to save the rights we've got. And I ran into the NVCDL guys, and it was perfect for them. At that time, they were in Northern Virginia. There were like 300 of them. They were all in Northern Virginia. I was in Richmond. I could get to the General Assembly quickly and lobby. 
Mm-hmm. So out of the clear blue, I learned to become a lobbyist uh, instead of a computer programmer. So uh, it, it was just a, a huge learning experience. And the thing I really learned was how wonderful gun owners are. I mean, I've had nothing but great experiences with thousands and thousands and thousands of gun owners. These people will give you the shirt off their back. They're polite. They're nice. They're trustworthy. The world was made of the gun owners I know in Virginia. We wouldn't need keys anymore. Hell, we wouldn't need guns <laughs> if we wanted to go hunting. Mm-hmm. Um but unfortunately, of course, we're not, uh, we don't make up everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. when I was a deputy sheriff, I learned real quick uh, mm-hmm. what the other side, uh, what criminal life is like uh, dealing with those people. And they don't think like us. Yeah, absolutely. So were you, so you were in the software industry before you ever were a deputy mm-hmm. sheriff? Yeah, a deputy was a volunteer thing. I rode a patrol okay. car every week, uh, put my life, you know, you're fully certified, carry a gun, make arrests, all that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was my way of giving back to the country. I, I didn't serve in Vietnam. I was never called, and I was. I, I had other things I wanted to do. If they weren't going to call me, I was going to do other things. So once I finished college, I said, I need to give back. So I spent seven years putting my life on the line for free. In fact, I had to buy my own uniform, my own gun, my own everything, you know, mm-hmm. so, except the patrol car. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's quite, how many years did you do that? Seven years. That Seven was, years. That was in okay. San Antonio, Bear County, which is around the county around San Antonio, Texas. That's why I know a little bit about, about oh, okay. the allergy problem you had. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. Um, can you can you talk about what kind of software stuff you do, or you prefer to? Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's uh, it started with high speed search and retrieval, kind of what you think of as Google now. I was doing that back in the eighties and nineties. Wow. For uh, some government agencies, mm-hmm. and then I just I, somebody came up to me at a trade show and said, you know, using the technology you got, you could automate making an index like a back of a book has. And I created a whole product that parses English, pulls out subjects and sentences, gives you a list of them, sorts them, makes it multi-level, and then builds the index so you can put it in the back of a book. Oh, uh, cool. So, uh, yeah, I've got a master's degree in computer science. Oh, so wow. I we love can... science, but yeah. us science guys like guns. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You'd be surprised. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've heard that Zuckerberg is a gun fan, but you wouldn't, you can't actually, oh you can't actually tell He's from Facebook. Closet. <laughs> yeah, Zuckerberg to come out of the closet. <laughs> yeah, come on, represent for. But then he would have to ban his own self, right? I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have to yeah, kick himself playing, off of Facebook. <laughs> he's been playing bouncing ball with our with our uh, Facebook page. He, he, you know, was running for for years just fine. And all of a sudden, right about the time of January sixth, mm. about that time, boom, we're gone. Oh, we made a mistake, and boom, you're back, and then we're gone again, then we're back, and then we're gone again. And each time they say, oh, what you've done is so horrible that we can't even tell you what you did, mm-hmm. and we can't reinstate you. What? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm putting up— super secret rule, and you won't even say what it was? Yeah, that's how it works. Uh, right now I have an article up that has you on it. It says, President of Prominent Virginia Gun Lobby Suspended from Facebook— uh, when was this? January 16th, uh, Philip Van Cleve, president of the Virginia Citizens Defense League, told the uh, Rappanock News on Friday that his personal Facebook account was suspended this week. The VCDL, arguably, arguably the Commonwealth's most powerful pro-gun organization, it's gearing up for its annual lobby day in Richmond on January 18th. Um, and then this suspension, it says, comes on the heels of MailChimp suspending its email marketing service to the VCDL 
earlier this week, citing a possible policy violation, according to Van Cleef. So they were they they kind of like were coordinating against you, right? Somewhat. Yeah, and, and very interesting timing. Just two to three days before a major rally. Mm-hmm. You probably remember the rally last year where we had like 50,000 gun owners flooding. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful picture. It's probably mm-hmm. the biggest gun rally that we've had in the United States. Yeah. We had that last year. The governor didn't want that. The gun controllers mm-hmm. didn't want another one of those. It was really mm-hmm. embarrassing to show all these people hated the gun control that they were trying to push in, in, at the governor's place. So all this timing was so suspicious. Right as we're getting ready to do the final coordination, suddenly everything, all these things get pulled. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, you know, they really play and the governor play games, too. Every year for the last 18 years, we have booked the bell tower at the same time on the same day, MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day, mm-hmm. which is always the third Monday in January. Magically, this year, they said, oh, no, it's already been booked. Well, they told us we, we could we could not book the bell tower more than six months out. So right at the six-month mark, I called and I said, oh, no, we've already booked that and, and all the rest of the day, too. What? They've never done that. Mm-hmm. So we did a Freedom of Information Act, and we've got the applications. And they were gun control groups that got to book a, a year out. They told us six months. They let these guys book before last year's lobby day. Mm-hmm. So it was dirty pool. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, you know, you've heard of karma. Well, karma applied here. So the gun control groups got to have the bell tower. Well, by the time they got the bell tower, they were limited to having 10 people at the rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then at the last minute, one day before, they canceled all of the bell tower here. So the, the gun control groups lost all of their rallies. And meanwhile, because they played dirty pool with us, for two months we had been organizing a rolling rally. Okay. We could never have pulled off that rolling rally on two days' notice. Mm-hmm. So it actually backfired on them. The way they treated us, we ended up coming up with a solution that was COVID-friendly and could get thousands of people down to, the, to, the, uh, to Richmond. Yes, and I, I believe that uh, Scott was there, Gorillas and Guns, and uh, there was a bunch of people, right? Who, um, I think uh, Guns and Gadgets was there with yeah, you. Yeah, you ran into Guns and Gadgets, didn't you? Yeah. Yes, I sure did. Yeah, him I and, got uh, a soft video of you on there. You walked up to the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Coda Boy 32, they were yeah. uh, riding yep. together in the car, yeah. I was just walking around on foot all day, yep. watching watching the circus of police blocking <laughs> traffic here and there and, you know, all the other stuff that was going on. Yeah, you know, that's the other thing. Again, and then, you know, we what's sad is we coordinated with the police. You know, we let them know what we were doing and, and the routes we were taking. And to me, it's really either incompetence or it was malicious that, you know— our caravans, yes, there were, we, we estimate all told there were a thousand cars at least. One of the caravans was 10 miles long coming in from the west, three miles from the north, and I, I'm not sure from the south and the east, but they were all big, decent sized caravans. But we, we had them staggered. We didn't have them all arrive at the same time where they'd have a massive traffic jam. They came in over a four hour period. They were staggered. We told the police about when they'd be arriving. And they were all obeying the traffic lights. So if the, you got a red light, everybody stopped. So traffic should have been flowing just like it always does, mm-hmm. like maybe at rush hour. But instead, the police, after the first caravan, they started shutting down streets and this and that. So the caravans got chopped up. The last caravan, which was the biggest, couldn't even go through downtown Richmond the way uh, the first one did. They were short-circuited. And then after that long trip they made, they then went back, barely having gotten near downtown Richmond. 
There's no excuse for that. And by the way, they stopped one of the police stopped our last bus and held it. And we had a lawyer behind the bus. So he got out and he told the police, you're not going to board that bus. You've got no probable cause to go on the bus. And the officer, you know, didn't go on the bus. But it turned out that when they, they stopped the bus, um, there was no reason. The bus had broken no laws. They just said, well, you're, you're, um, you know, you're, you're causing a, a problem with traffic and stuff. Shenanigans. And they, they, they wouldn't let the bus go until the bus driver said, yeah, I'm not going to circle back and go through. And I'm going to go ahead and leave. As soon as he said that, the police let him go. Now, what kind of deal is that? You know, so it's it just goes to show you, um, you know, uh, the the people of Virginia really out there on their own, um, you know, definitely can't. Well, I, I don't want to say you can't count on all the, the the police there in Virginia. I'm sure there's plenty that oh, are no, that are willing plenty. to go along with those guys, and then plenty that's willing to stand up against them as well. Um, yeah. Definitely, a lot, a lot of, of sheriffs <laughs> stood up against yeah. them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Ninety-five percent of the state is a constant is either a Second Amendment sanctuary or mm-hmm. a constitutional. Ninety-five percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just certain pockets, mm-hmm. and those are the same pockets that we're having problem with them doing local gun control. Ninety-five mm-hmm. percent of the state isn't touching it, but you could predict where they were going to touch it: Arlington, Fairfax, Falls Church. Charlottesville, Blacksburg, mm-hmm. you know, the, the the communist parts of the state, those oh. you could count on. And they didn't well. let us down. They they went for gun control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Blacksburg have to be communist, man? Come on. we got It's a college town. we got to take Blacksburg University. back for the people. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't I, even I never even heard of it. I'm just I'm just when teasing. I, when I went to, I don't know about you guys. When I went to college and university, mm-hmm. you pro, they prided themselves on being able to think outside the box. People mm-hmm. were encouraged to think of new ideas, to to stand up to standards and maybe find some other way to do things. Now it's backwards. Now mm-hmm. kids are being taught, boy, don't you don't you drift away. You know, this is how you're supposed to think. And if you you drift off there, you're either a racist or a misogynist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never it's that's not what universities were about. They were about expanding your mind, not collapsing it. Yeah, it's it's gotten uh, exceptionally bad lately. There's so many things. By the way, please, everyone out there, smash the thumbs ups, okay? Um, and share this if you can. We really do appreciate that. And all the folks who are from Virginia right now, if you're from Virginia, let us know in the chat. Tell us what part of Virginia you're from. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of things that we could get into here, right? Um, so I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to go at this in some kind of organized way. Um, First of all, let's, uh, I remember, I remember I was actually like a resident of Virginia for a little while. And I remember Virginia used to be a completely different place when it came to guns. You know, it it was so Second Amendment friendly. What was, like, when did this happen? When did you, did Virginia get flipped? How'd you guys wind up in the situation that we're, that we're in in Virginia these days? Well, part of it is the swamp. Mm-hmm. Northern Virginia started to grow. When I first moved to Virginia, I was doing some work with some government agencies up in Northern Virginia. And if I look at what traffic was like and what housing was like and how far out people lived then into the suburbia, and now I look at it, you wouldn't recognize the place. I mean, now 
the traffic coming from Northern Virginia, you got people living all the way down in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they can't, there's either no place they can forward up in Northern Virginia or there aren't that many. The, the government has grown and the contractors around it and everything has just grown exponentially. And all of those people are part of the swamp. Therefore, anything that's for smaller government or anything like that, mm-hmm. they're worried about losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, there's a few other parts of the state that are sort of bluish, but Northern Virginia is is a part that a lot of the rest of the state jokes we need to give them to Maryland or give them to D.C. In fact, I was saying let's give you know Fairfax and Arlington to Maryland, and let's grab the west <laughs> where the mountains are, and that'll become Virginia or the or maybe along the coast. Right. So this this kind of was floated, and it's actually. Um, one of my questions that I wanted to get into. But for, let me say, I mean, I remember Virginia where even people who were Democrats who were liberal were pro-gun in Virginia. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, think, I think the rank and file people are, I think it's, it's just the politicians, the people that are attracted to power. Mm-hmm. Some, people are, some people are in government for the right reasons. And I've met mm-hmm. lots of wonderful people in government that I'm glad are there. They're good. Mm-hmm. But there's another type just like there's a certain type that's attracted to police work that should never become cops, there's a lot of people attracted to government that should never be allowed within a thousand feet of government mm-hmm. because they're there for the wrong reasons, power. Yeah. And and that's that's yeah. the problem. We need to make um, some kind of extreme bill to make them have to uh, get background checks, you know, mm-hmm. have a license to become a politician, have to renew that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Training. We, yeah, we need yeah, lots of training. Proof that they know the constitution. How Absolutely. We need to outright ban certain types of uh, politicians. Yeah. <laughs> based on features. Yeah, because you never they know. They could do something dangerous. So yes. We, we yes. Wouldn't have it all if they could do something dangerous. Yes. We need to label some of these politicians as uh, extremely dangerous, extremely dangerous. Okay, so let me let me jump into this if we can. Um you, you mentioned it just now, Virginia counties, uh, or I know there are a lot of counties or a lot of talk of making a separate state. What do you guys think about this? I, I would like to start with, let's start with Scott here for a second. I want to know what you think about this, Scott. Are you with this, with like the free part of Virginia, which is actually, I think, probably the bigger part of the state separating? Oh, yeah, it's a huge part of the state. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. the, the little blue dots are, you know, very minuscule compared to the big, massive wave of red that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rolls through Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, there was a thing, I want to say it was last year, where West Virginia was like, yeah, come on, Virginians, we can make half of the state of Virginia West Virginia, and then we can leave all the liberals over there by themselves, and they can be Virginia if that's how they want it. But, mm-hmm. you know, I mean— uh, yeah, I mean, I'd be all for it. Let's let's separate those little areas. Let's move all the liberals into those areas and separate them and have them call them. I don't know what. But, but it, it, why it wouldn't work is where they where they'll stay. They'll ruin that part of that area. Then they'll want to move to the red areas mm-hmm. because right. those are the only parts of the state that are functional. Then they'll destroy those as you move. I basically said, you know, there's no I've had people say to me, well, I think I'm going to leave Virginia and move somewhere. Mm-hmm. And what I've told him is, OK, just get an apartment because you're going to be moving a lot mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. running away from this. You better yeah. stand and fight. Otherwise, you're going to end up squished somewhere up in Alaska. Right. Um, and, and my thing is, if you run from your enemies, they win mm-hmm. and they get only they get more emboldened. Somebody right. has to stand up and show them for what they are. Yeah. Yeah. And. and, and 
and and the disaster just moves. That's all it does. Yeah. Is it just moves. Well, what if our founding fathers had fled? Yeah. You know? Listen, it's it's so true. I grew up in New York City. We moved out of there to find better places. We moved to uh, New Jersey. It really wasn't any better. Eventually, we wind up moving to Florida, um, you know, for the freedom that was here. You know, Florida was gunshine state. But then Florida is starting to get corrupted now by people coming from California and New York and, and all over the place. And, and like, like you said, Philip, the same things that they did to destroy the states that they're running away from. <laughs> then they come to Florida, they go to Virginia, they bring those things and they make it just as bad, right? So at some point we have to decide to like stand and fight for the constitution. Otherwise there won't be any place left. I mean, Texas is in danger. There's all these there, states around the country. There is no safe place. You can go to a place now like maybe Montana or Idaho or you know North Dakota or something. But mm -hmm. eventually, look, the goal of the people that want to be tyrants is to take the country. Mm -hmm. They're not going to cede you any one, any place. All they're doing is they're snapping up territory. The more you give up, the more power they have to focus on other areas and keep pounding them even harder. Mm -hmm. That's why we've got to fight back and stand up to it. It's not easy, but we are in we're in a, we're in a war for for the soul of this country and our own rights not to be slaves. Mm -hmm. It's a war. And it's not going to be fought overnight. And just because Virginia had a big lobby day and, um, you know, that we still got some gun control, we scaled it back, but it's not going to stop. You can never go back to sleep again. The price of liberty is eternal vigilance. It's absolutely true. And if, yeah. you, don't want, if you don't agree to that idea, then go ahead and get your wrists ready for, for the manacles that are coming. Yeah. Coming for them. And if someone's looking at this and thinking that we're radical, let me just pose this question to people in America. You know, um, do we believe in the Constitution in America or not? I would pose this question to all these politicians out there, including those that we would think that would be on our side, right? Including Republicans. Do we have a Constitution or not? Is this just something that's just convenient when you want to destroy a political enemy that you're going to talk about the Constitution? Or do we have one or do we not have one? Because the answer to that, I think, is going to cause it's going to bring about people in America deciding, well, you know, if we don't have one, are we going to stand up and fight for it? You know, yeah. or are we just going to lie down and, and, and accept the fact and capitulate to the fact that we no longer have freedom in America or when the, when the light of freedom goes out in America, it goes out in the world, in my opinion. The problem is, who are we to give away the next generation's freedom? And of course, the truth is that our, our parents and their parents gave away some of our freedom. You know, mm -hmm. we got the 1934 uh, National Firearms Act and the Gun Control Act and all this. You know, they weren't standing up and fighting for us then, but mm -hmm. it was a small erosion compared to what's coming now. And it doesn't matter. The point is people have died. So many have died. Young men giving up their lives, never enjoying uh, life, you know, really not having a chance to live, dying in horrible places to protect our freedom. And yet we're going to sit here on our easy chairs and let it slip away as if their deaths and what they went through mean nothing. We can't do that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's a frightening thing. To think about it the, is. The, what you know, what the Second Amendment is there for. None of us really want that. We want the country. We have a constitution, but the problem is, what happens when the what happens when the courts don't 
back up the Constitution when clearly the government is overstepped and the courts say, oh, I, you know, I don't think that I think that, uh, yeah, government buildings are sensitive places. Therefore, guns can be banned there. Where did you get that from? Where in the Constitution did you, the Supreme Court, read that into it? Where does it talk about sensitive government buildings? Mm -hmm. You're making that up out of cold cloth. Mm -hmm. They said shall not be infringed. Mm -hmm. That is as clear a message as possible. What do you do when the courts aren't, aren't backing it up? They yeah. said, oh, yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's okay, government. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Now what do you do? Yeah. Um, failure coming at all levels. Right. And just to this just reminded me of, of an article that I saw of, of, of a line in that article, and I'll pull it up right now. Um, I believe this is, uh, what is this, The Truth About Guns? And the, the headline is, the AR in AR-15 stands for anyone's right. And, and it, it, uh, this is a good article to read, but here's the thing that struck me. On the same day that Nancy Pelosi requested crew-manned, belt-fed machine guns to defend the military-occupied capital leading up to the inauguration, President-elect Joe Biden appeared with the Brady gun confiscationist holding ban assault weapons now banners. So you can, we, you know, we can, we can get into the whole other thing. But that's the funny thing about it, right? These same people, <laughs> the same things that they're saying they don't want us to have, oh, they will definitely use that against you. That's, and that's they're worried the, about us. <laughs> that's the definition of tyranny. Right. Where the government gives itself power and privilege that it denies the people. The government's our service. It's our servant. Mm -hmm. You know, imagine you, you've got a mansion and you've got your butler and servants and you come in and you go, well, uh, I'd like to have a filet tonight for dinner. And the uh, the servant says, no, the filet's for me. I, you're going to get hamburger. <laughs> right. Would you put up with that from you? Yeah, that guy would be kicked out the door before he'd finished the sentence. Mm -hmm. But that's exactly what our government does to us. Oh, no, you don't get to have guns. We get to have guns. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. You're my servant. Uh, well, not, not the really way they see it. Yeah, they not see the that they see, they see us right. as the servants. We're the ones that uh, before we even get paid, most of us, right? You know, if you're self-employed, obviously this works a little differently. But before most of the people get paid, they get taxed. Yep. <laughs> you have to when you do your taxes, which everyone is getting ready to do, right? And in a normal world, gun guys would be doing their taxes so they could get some stuff. That's your money that you're begging back from those guys. Yeah, and these are the same people that can do insider trading on stocks, but we can't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like that Tesla thing that just happened? Um, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, the, the whole thing that happened with GameStop, GameStop, yeah. excuse me, GameStop, and um, other places. And then the, 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 the ridiculousness of this, I don't know if Americans really get it. You know, on the stock market, you can buy stocks and go long, or you could short them. Now, there's people that says, well, you shouldn't even be able to short them. I'm fine with people being able to short stocks. But the idea of them saying that I can't, I can, if, if it's a stock market, I should be able to buy any stock I want to buy. It doesn't matter what you th what this person or that person thinks about the stock. It doesn't matter if it's going out of business. That's my right to buy it. Yes. By the way, and this is something gun owners are, are often make the mistake. I keep, I've heard this several times. They're talking about price gouging for ammunition. Mm -hmm. To me, you know, it's not, yeah, prices can go up, but I don't call it gouging, and I'll tell you why. Take what happened in Katrina. Katrina mm -hmm. hits Florida. Mm -hmm. 
it knocks out, you know, there, there's no police, there's no power, there's no water. Mm-hmm. So people buy water up north, they spend the money to buy all this water, they rent a truck at their own expense, take the gasoline, drive all the way down to, 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 to uh, uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and they're asking $5 a bottle, and people are going, oh my God, that's price gouging. But at least they had water. Mm-hmm. If they weren't allowed to set the price to get back what they invested in it, there would have been no water. No matter how much money you had, there would have been no water. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with ammunition. You can find ammunition. Yeah, you may have to pay a lot for it, but if you're a new gun owner and you bought a gun and you need ammo to put in that gun, you'll pay $5 a round if you have to to make mm-hmm. that gun work for you. Yeah. Um, and if, if, if all prices were held low, you wouldn't be able to find it. I mean, what good is ammo at ten cents around if there's none? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And no, I, I understand. Yeah, that yeah. It's like let's say you know we're here in Florida and we have hurricanes all the time, and some people like I, I have some friends who buy. One of my friends actually Walter buys every generator that he can get his hands on, <laughs> and I have, for example, really true story. I have no generators, right? And then we have a hurricane, no power. He's got all the generators and people go to him, hey, you can't have these generators. <laughs> you should just give them to people. Uh, yes. I don't think so. <laughs> you know, and it doesn't matter if he bought those generator generators for 40 bucks or 50 bucks and he fixed them up. He could set his price. Yeah. Yep. If you don't want them, don't buy them. If yeah. the ammo price is too high, don't buy it. Yeah. But don't go crying that it's price gouging and you certainly don't want the government stepping in some of these were actually saying we should have the government step in and stop this price gouging no you don't want the government setting prices on things yeah the free market works beautifully if you've got those high prices on ammo as soon as the market catches up or demand drops and suddenly people aren't paying the, paying the money for that ammo, it will drop. It will drop yeah. and keep dropping until people start buying it again. Yeah. So it will stabilize automatically. That's the beauty of yeah. the system we've got. And what screws it up is people like the government coming in and tinkering with what will naturally balance out on its own. The, the system we've got is beautiful if you let it work. Don't fix something that's not broke. Yeah, if it works the way it's supposed to. Now, Old Dog has this statement, and I, I'm going to uh, let it be made here. He says, that's still taking advantage of people. Now, here's what I say is taking advantage of people, which we saw like um, uh, Cheaper Than Dirt do, for example, right? If, like, when, when was this? Back in, was it 2013? When we had the, the first uh, firearm again kicked off, and I had already bought magazines from Cheaper Than Dirt and had already paid, I think, like, you know, I don't know, 12, 15 bucks for those magazines. They were, they were actually on the way getting shipped out to me. And then that thing kicked off and then they stopped all of those things and said, oh, we don't have anything. We're not shipping it out to you. Then 24 hours later, they're like, oh, we have all of these things. They're no longer 15 bucks. They're 150, whatever, right? Let's yeah. say let's say it went up to fifty bucks and all that. That is a completely different thing. That's different. Yes. Totally different. That's a completely Absolutely. different thing. And as as Philip was saying, you know, we, we, we don't have to do. I don't deal with them ever. I, I'll never deal with them again. Now, yeah. if people are mad at Walter because he went and bought these uh, generators and fixed them up, and then he's charging you for them, well, if you want the if you want the generator, <laughs> you pay for it. If you don't want it, then you just live with no electricity, you know, and you stay mad at him. But if you buy your own generator before the before the crisis, exactly. Think like he does. Think ahead. Don't think after. uh, Or try to do what I do. I'm always waiting until he fixes them up, and I'm like, (laughs) 
hey, you bought that for 40 bucks. I'll, I'll give you 50 for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I live in Virginia and I've got a whole house generator. I can't imagine being in Florida and not having one of those. Oh, yeah, I know. My dream is to get a whole house generator. I've been. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah. Oh, it is? Which which oh, one do you have? Which one do you have? Can you tell uh, us? Got, it's a Briggs and Stratton. But, I mean, okay. you can do dishes. You can do laundry. You can have the air conditioner, the heater. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, life goes on just like it did. You're not even sure when the power switches back on because nothing changes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's within minutes that it kicks off. It kicks, off. In, it kicks yeah. in within one minute. You've got full power. Yeah. It, it, you know, yeah. look, it's to, to bring that back to um, <laughs> old dog's not happy with us. He says, you got to be kidding me um, <laughs> to, to bring it. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's differences. There's differences here to bring it back to gun stuff. We're all gun guys. We get out there. We fight for, for gun rights. We pay attention to this. We buy. We see guns on sale. We see ammo on sale. We buy. We stock up. I'm one of those dudes. This is where one of the places where I do spend my money and stock up. And now all of a sudden we're living in a world where all the people out there now panicking. Okay? And they want to buy guns and they want to buy ammo. Well, you know, I'm hey, we 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 um made our sacrifices and we bought these things. So at the end of the day, if you don't want to pay these kinds of prices, you don't have to. But if there's folks out there who want to buy these things, and we want to sell those things. This is what's called a free market. Yeah, I'm not going to give. I'm not going to sell ammo today uh, for the same price I paid for it two years ago because I can't no. replace it anywhere near that. Yeah. But but then I think old. Um, um, what was it? I can't think of his handle now. Old man was it? Uh, would would argue that? Well, I'm I'm you know I I should I should give it away at the price I bought it at. Because no, 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 no. Yeah, that's crazy. That's not going to happen. Yeah. If you're the person who a long time ago when Tesla was about to go out of business bought Tesla stock, right? And everyone was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're wasting your money. And you bought it at five bucks or whatever. And let's say today, I don't know what Tesla stock is going for, but let's say it's $600. This is what it is today. Someone can't come to you and say, you know what? You need to sell that to me for five bucks. So you, no, that's yeah. just not, that's called communism. Yeah. yeah, the, the okay. guy that walk, wants that generator for for free, uh, you know, your friend should go to him and say, "Well, give me your car." Yeah, you know, you, you you're not going to price gouge me on the car. I'll give you ten bucks for it. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tesla this, stock is eight hundred and fifty four dollars and sixty nine cents a share. Wow, and yeah. that's down eighteen point uh, <laughs> uh, ten. Yeah. And that's yeah. them being shorted, like all this stuff that's going on with GameStop, etc. Tesla was heavily. I had friends who were shorting Tesla for at least the last two years, and I was saying to them, "Why you guys want to? Why why are you even doing that? You know, why are you trying to short this company?" Uh, but but everyone was piling on there, right? Well, guess what happened? Uh, the the reason why Tesla's taken off so much is because all of those shorts are being called in now. Yeah. And so now they have to buy Tesla stock at whatever it is. The thing that's wrong is if those people who were shorting Tesla all this time come up and say, no, 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 these guys, Tesla is not allowed to be sold for $800. That should be sold for five bucks. That's wrong. There's folks out there who invested in Tesla, who believed it and, 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 and kept going. Uh, Elon Musk himself uh, sold off houses and did whatever he had to do to keep that company going in the in the in the face of all these people shorting the living daylights out of that company. 
right? So the idea that we're going to come in there now and go, no, 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 the price is too expensive. That, anyone who's asking for that is asking for communism. Yeah, yeah, or socialism. Wherever yeah, socialism. Yeah. Equally, so there's no incentive to get out. I mean, again, if there was no incentive for those people to buy the water and bring it to, down to Katrina, then there would have been no water down there. And mm -hmm. again, it might be you'd be happy to pay $5 for that bottle of water because you're, you're desperate. You need it. At least somebody has it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, again, one could argue that a church could have brought the water down and maybe distributed it for free. Yeah. But that's... That's or or if, if, you're, if you're a human being and you look at that situation and you're like, I've got all this water here and I'm going to take my chances and take this water up to people and give it to them. God bless you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> OK, you believe in a totally different thing. And and from what I believe, you'll you'll have a reward for that. <laughs> OK, we can't translate that into into a financial into a number, but you can't blame someone for going, hey, well, people need water. I'm going to take the risk and go down to this place that there's massive troubles going on, risk my life or whatever, yeah. you know, and I, I, I get it. Like, I understand there's a point where people are just taking advantage of other people. And I wouldn't see someone, let's say, for example, starving or thirsty and have and, and have an abundance of something and go, no, you've got to give me whatever your last thing is. Okay. But at the same time, it's, you know, we, we have to realize that if we accept that people can, can put that kind of standard on things, then someone will roll around one day and go, you know what? I think you have too much land. Yeah. I think you got to give up some of that. You know what? Your house is too big. You have two cars. You don't yeah. really need two cars. Yeah. You know? So this is the thing. Or, hey, guess what? You cannot have more than one kid. Yeah. And it goes, it cuts both ways. You, you and I could have bought, let's say we went out and bought nine millimeter ammo at 25 cents a round. And then somehow the mm -hmm. market really dropped and suddenly our, all that ammo we bought at 25 cents a round is now worth a nickel a round. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to come to us and go, gee, <laughs> yeah, well, so poor guys, five cents <laughs> because you, know, you took such a bath in this thing. I'll, I'll buy it at the old, at the old price. No, they're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. This is, you know, uh, look, sometimes it sounds cruel. Maybe it sounds cruel to some people. Um, I think the balance there is, you know, are, if, if people are starving and people are hungry and you have an abundance of food, I don't think any of us here would watch other human beings starve, right? Would watch someone's children uh, thirsty and starving and we have an ability to do something to help them. You know, but at the same time, we have the right to defend ourselves and our things. And if we make choices, you know, that other people don't make, then, you know, I mean, where's the balance of this? It's, it's pretty much where we're going now that they want to push us in a direction where it's like, you know what? Everyone in America, even if you don't want to do anything for whatever reason, you identify as a couch potato you should be able to stay home and get $50,000 a year. Where the hell is that coming from? <laughs> yeah, and where, where's your pride? This, this is what, of course, the, the, uh, the Great New Deal or whatever, what was it, the thing Green? in the 60s? Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, the, um, oh, the Great American Society or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it destroyed families because, yeah, people were getting more money to sit at home, not get a job, and basically, it took away a person's worth. You know, you weren't out working anymore. You're just sitting there watching TV. You had no real value even to your family because mm -hmm. the money would come in whether you were there or not. Families broke up. 
I think um, a lot of a lot of of what we do is 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 pride in getting out and earning and bringing in money, not not sitting there and having somebody hand it to you for doing nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that that does something to, especially to men, you know, where you're you're suddenly useless. You're not a big asset to your family. You're not out fighting mm-hmm. to your family and bringing them stuff. Now yeah. you, you you just sit there as a couch potato. Um, anyhow, it's, it's, uh, that's how we destroy everything. Cause the folks yeah. who are out there right now, struggling, working hard, trying to build a business, they're going to go, why do I want to do this? So I can have to carry everyone on my back. And then other people just chill the hell out, you know, right. um, you, you look at the, the suicide rates in some of the social socialist countries, I'm trying to think it was, was it Finland. One of them was very socialist and back in the eighties and nineties, they had a very high suicide rate. Mm-hmm. There was no way to get ahead. In fact, if you earned more then a certain amount of money, the tax rate went over 100%. You actually went backwards if you earned too much money. Yeah. So where's the incentive to work at all? There isn't one. <laughs> there isn't one. There isn't one. And for most very wealthy people, what you do is if you've already paid taxes on the money you're holding, you stop doing anything. Yep, yep. People don't get it. Like, how are you going to get my money? If I already have a nice house or nice things, I could chill with those nice things for a long time. Right. I could right. starve you out and not give up any of my money and you can't get it. You know, um, guy that comments, I'll, I'll, I'll put his comment up here. He says, we let other countries starve. Uh, I'm going to I'll let you guys respond to that. America is the most giving country, yeah. not just by the government, what the government goes out and does, but the people of America, are the most giving people on the face of this planet. I don't know what other planet you, you might be aware of, but on this planet, Americans give more to other countries around the world than anyone else. There's plenty of Americans that I know that go out, go to other countries on missions and build schools and and uh, do lots of things to help people out and, uh, you know, to make wells, do all kinds of stuff, right? We're always giving in America. We give to people in America. We give to other people. We give to... Uh, people in other places. Uh, who who else wants to go for that? I was going to say, you know, if you look at um, look at Russia when that got taken over in 1917 or so, and then you started down the road of communism. Before then, they had big farms and people would would raise. They had lots of food. It was like a, a breadbasket out there. Russia's a vast uh, the Soviet Union's a vast country. But once uh, communism took over. And then all the pri- all the crops were nationalized, and, and and pretty soon people were starving. Mm-hmm. Uh, where before there was plenty of food in Venezuela, one of the richest countries. Again, communist socialism. Now they're starving. It's one of the most horrible countries in the world. Um, that uh, if you look at the starvation in other countries, I think a lot of it is if you look at the government, you find out why people are starving. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. It's not that they need a helping hand as much. Their government's just one that's letting everybody starve. And then somehow we come in and try to save the day as best we can. But holding up the whole world is tough to do. If these governments weren't stealing the money and doing socialism and communism stuff mm-hmm. and letting their people prosper without without all this interference, there probably wouldn't be anywhere near this kind of starvation. There's lots of areas in this world where you can grow crops and and, and have animals and all that, but not if uh, not if you're restricted from doing this and doing that and mm-hmm. it's all socialized. Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would point the finger right at the governments of these countries where people are starving. I'm sorry. I think it's a it's a government yeah. failure. And then also, you know, ultimately the people of many countries out there need to rise up against their governments. 
Okay, mm-hmm. that's not an easy thing. No. Um, it was it wasn't an easy thing for America to rise up in America. You know, <laughs> it wasn't an easy birth for America either. Right. But, you know, you have to suffer and go through those things to appreciate what you really have. I think one of the things that we're that we're seeing now in America is a lot of people have not really seen America suffering. Maybe the older dudes like me, you know, and, and some of you guys out there. Like, I remember coming to America to live here in the 80s, but I I was coming here probably since, like, the late 70s or something like that. America has suffered. You don't have to go back that far. But there's people that we have now that were born maybe, you know, in the 90s or something like that, and they just don't realize that very easily America could go to a bad place. And people around the world will be feeling sorry for us. Yeah, well, it's it's the old problem if you don't know what, the, you don't know, you mm-hmm. know, if you've never like I didn't live through the depression. I've read mm-hmm. about it, and I can kind of imagine mm-hmm. that was a, that was a hundred years ago. I hope we don't go through that again every hundred years. Wow! Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, people. Oh were crap, just, man! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, we're about to. Do <laughs> you think? Right? Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's people scary. Back then were jumping off buildings. They'd lost everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been through wars again, as you say. Somebody in the nineties isn't really familiar with going through wars. They don't know what it was like to to fight World War II, to actually look at the world being mm-hmm. destroyed. Yeah. I mean, now there's been some – I think we've been in the Gulf since the 90s. It, it's not <laughs> yeah. the same. But yes, that, not not everyone is seeing that. I think there's lots of folks who served in the military and went out there and they've seen it, but not really everyone in America. Look at it this way. Nowadays, when we hear about – we lose a, a few men here and there in these wars. We went into Iraq. We didn't lose very many people at all. You realize during World War II, it wasn't unusual to use to lose ten thousand people in one battle, in mm-hmm. one day. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've not experienced that since World War II, yeah. or maybe Korea. Uh, but you know, people don't realize it. War can really be much yeah. more devastating than they they think. And, it and is. the founding of America wasn't unusual for a man to have many different wives because his wife died. Or for a woman to have many different husbands because her husband died. Or for people to have lots of different children because their children died. You know? But we don't see that now. So we find... Uh, I, I think there's this, there's this thing in human beings that we have to find drama and suffering. Right? And so even if we're doing well, we have to find something that we think is horrible. Instead of picking ourselves up and, and, and saying, okay, yeah, this is not great. But we can we can make this better by working on it, you know. And if you look at like um, our parents and our parents' parents and all that, they realize that. But what's happening is, uh, some, and some of us still do realize it, but a lot of our kids that are out there, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to take care of everything for me. <laughs> right. You know, you're supposed to pay all my bills or whatever, you know. Um, and I think I think that's one of the places where everything's getting crazy. Okay, so listen, let me try to let me uh, unless you guys have something that you uh, want to get out here. Um, let me try to let me go to some other stuff here. Now you said you're a software engineer at the mm-hmm. beginning. I want to talk about that because right now in the firearms industry, we could actually use some software engineers mm-hmm. and developers and designers and builders of platforms. Um, you were talking about what happened with you guys with uh, with your email, with Facebook. 
you know, what what do you think about all of this? Do you see a solution for what's happening with the with all the deplatforming that's already happened and is about to happen? Do you have some ideas you can drop on us? Um, not, not unfortunately, not really. I mean, my my expertise wasn't really in in a lot of what's going on with Facebook and all that, but clearly, um, alternative platforms have got to be built, and we need to. Yeah, there are so many gun owners in this country. We've, I figure in Virginia, we've got at least 2 million gun owners. Mm-hmm. We could probably dictate every single election if we all voted at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with, with getting on the media. If we're, if we're on Facebook, we're kind of wasting our time. We'd be better to pick some platform where they're not going to be messing with us because we believe in the Constitution. We believe in the Second Amendment. We believe in the First Amendment. We believe in free speech. Oh, heaven forbid that we might say something that offends somebody. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's the key. There are things out there, but we need to start a migration mm-hmm. and we need to leave behind. Unfortunately, it leaves an echo chamber for the people on Facebook. They're mm-hmm. not going to get but, but but Facebook is silencing our voices anyhow. So it's right. not like we're really going to get a chance to to present another view to people that are being brainwashed. Mm-hmm. We're not. They're, yeah. they're silencing us. They're knocking us off. So we may as well go somewhere else. Unfortunately, that puts us in an echo chamber until some of these other people come over. Yeah, right. It's I, like, I don't mind free speech, guys. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it when an anti-gunner comes on and, and challenges things. That's fine. I love that stuff. Yeah. What were you going to say, and, Scott? I was just saying, you know, when we move to these other platforms where it's just people like us, we're just kind of preaching to the choir, you know. So, yeah, it makes it hard for us to even come up with these platforms because there's not enough of us really moving over there and we're all just saying the same things that we already know, you know? So, you know, that that's where I, I hear people, I'm like, yeah, go ahead and set up your account over on another platform so you have a backup, but don't leave the places that are trying to run you out. You know, if they cut you down, okay. So be it. Cancel out, make another account. Yeah. Keep coming back at them. Keep coming back at them. Mm-hmm. Just keep pushing back at them until they just tire out and say, okay, well, they're not going away. Yeah. You know, and, and that's one way to beat them. Like I said, if you run from your enemies, they win. So if everybody, like, everybody's always planning these mass exoduses from Facebook, well, you, if you leave Facebook and you cancel your account to go over to some platform where you're just preaching to the choir, you just told them they win, that they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Well, but it's also like going to a store that has a no gun sign. In fact, I uh, just told SunTrust, I'm pulling all my accounts from them and I'm moving them out of there because they put up, they just put up a no gun sign. Mm -hmm. So I'm not patronizing. uh, And so it it also borders on that where you're kind of saying, you're shutting me up every time I try to speak. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, I could bang my head against the wall, but I'll tell you, they're pretty good at catching you coming in even under different accounts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what they're doing is, here's the bad thing. For example, some of our guys were just moderators. They were just making sure that nothing bad was said that was clearly a problem. Somebody didn't come up and say, yeah, let's all go overthrow the government or something. Mm -hmm. Um, And they got knocked off. And that, in turn, knocked out their own accounts, which had nothing to do with guns. So they Mm -hmm. had family photos. They had been communicating with nieces. and and Guilt by association. And that was all all lost. Yeah. Um, So... 
So John, John Doe says this, and, and just to, for the other side of what Scott was saying, he says, we already got altern alternative platform. The only way out of mainstream media is to all move in a single day. Conservative is not very organized like the left. Right. So that's from John Doe. Now, I, I'm kind of with, I'm with, I'm with Scott on this, Gorillas and Guns, right? I think that we need to keep, we need to stay on these platforms as long as we can because we right. can funnel folks from there to these other places. I think what's going to eventually happen is that um, all of this censorship and, um, you know, deplatforming people, all this kind of stuff that's going on uh, in lots of different uh, facets of American life right now, people are going to start realizing that those aren't the cool people. The cool people are always the dangerous people. Okay, so if we build, we should build something over in other places and we should go there and we should put things there and we should try to function there as much as we can. But we should also stay on these other places just so we can funnel folks and go, hey, we're over here. This is this is this is where you find us. Right. Because if we all just move over to those places and give them this one target or several targets and those places are not ready. Okay then it's the same effective thing. This is what happened with Parler. Parler set itself up as something for conservatives, okay? Lots of people started moving over there, but they never built the infrastructure to survive what was coming to them. So now they've been hit. How many weeks has it been? Where have we seen, has Parler come back? Anybody on Parler right now? So that's one thing that's dangerous about that. But at the same time, when we find alternatives, we need to be able to tell folks, hey, we're over there. These guys, Facebook's going to lose. Facebook is already losing revenue right now. And so are these other platforms that are doing this stuff. Just like how the Robinhood app uh, decided to stop people from... Pe people are going to make them suffer for that. Yeah. Well, but take a, I'll give you VCDL as an example. So mm -hmm. they deplatformed us. How mm -hmm. do we come back from that? I'd love to hear how we do that without being turned right around and being deplatformed immediately. You know, we can't come back and say, hey, it's VCDL under a new thing, so we can't go under our own name. Maybe as an individual, you can try to come up there and, and comment on various things, but your own comment it's it's um i i so so what i think philip is that we need to figure out we need folks like yourself and and i know you said this is not your area of expertise but we do have people out there that it is right on all kinds yes. of different levels we need to build bulletproof alternative platforms platforms that cannot be taken down specifically the backbone of any platform out there is going to be the servers so if everyone so for example parlor was built on amazon servers right so we we have to we have to figure out we've got to figure out how do we get our own servers how do we do that there are ways of doing that there are smart people who understand that so we need the backbone then we need the platform right we need we um we need ways that people can get these apps on their phone if they cannot go through um apple or google right android or apple if they can't go through there how do the, how do i get to you know how how do i get to this when we've built it up and it's bulletproof right and while we're building it then we need to funnel people off and and so if you guys aren't there the same way that people found you in the first place those of us who are still on those platforms could say hey if you're looking for vcdl they're over here 
you know, and eventually everyone's going to, they can't, that they can't stop. Right now, they do have a monopoly when it comes to social media platforms and they control it, but that's because we never took any kind of time. We've seen this coming for years now, you know, and we never took the time to, to build anything like this. And, no, and to be honest with you, even though you think that what you, your expertise is in maybe is not so necessary anymore, we're going to kind of have to go old school now. Yeah. We're going to have to go back to old school to, to build these things up, right? Because now it's going back to, you know, your .com <laughs> and, and, and you figure out how you're going to serve your .com and maybe your email list. You know, maybe some forums and things like that, right? You can see these guys went after ARFCOM, uh, AR15.com, <laughs> which belongs to Brownells. But Brownells figured out a way to get it back up and running. You know, that's a very tough thing for them to take down. Now I would like to see the evolution of those forums, right? Because that's what social media is in the first place. It's just an evolution of what forums used to be, you know, just made more simple. So um, I, I don't know. What do you guys think the likelihood that in the firearms community will be able to put that kind of brain trust and money together and make that happen? I'll say we certainly have the brains. There's a lot of really smart people that are gun owners. I run into them all the time. Mm -hmm. um, really smart people and very, very technical people. We've got that. I think part of the problem is we don't have billionaires throwing money at us. Mm -hmm. If we had a George Soros who would give us a billion dollars, sure, we could go off and create a new company, our own server farm, um, everything. So we were totally independent. Um, and that's part of the problem. We just we need to find somebody who uh, has the uh, the finances and uh, the other things necessary to pull that together. Uh, they're probably out there, but they're not gonna. They're not as big as a as a Soros. If they yeah. are, we don't know about them. Wow. So we don't have any billionaires in firearms <laughs> uh, world, no. Scott. No, no billionaires. Well, see, I think another issue is is. The firearms industry is also not willing to help out the smaller guys that have a chance to become the big guys where they're going to be able to advertise their stuff and sell millions of dollars worth of you know, guns, accessories, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, like I have a friend who has, you know, you know, a firearm fanatic, you know, mm -hmm. you know, Nate. Yeah. So he's got his he's got his firearm fanatic website. You know, mm -hmm. it's he's trying to build it up, mm -hmm. but he can never find anybody in the industry to uh, help him out to maybe buy some ads and run mm -hmm. some ad space mm -hmm. so they can have money to put towards their efforts of building that platform. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you know they're they're pretty well known. I mean they they've got Canic backing them, and uh, so they've got something going on. It, but a lot of people aren't going over there because they're just oh it's a small platform you know we can't get our voices heard over there or whatever and they don't see anything popping up fancy advertisements you know any mm -hmm. of that stuff so it doesn't mm -hmm. look appealing to them either so um, you know if if these platforms that were just starting off could get some help and some backing from some of the big companies in the industry we could actually get somewhere with that because they have the money to do it. They choose to spend their money in other ways, like paying some big, you know, YouTubers, you know, no offense to any big YouTubers mm -hmm. or whatever, 
they're going to spend $10,000 a video for them when they could be like, okay, well, I'm going to give you this much and then I'm, I'm going to put this much into this so we can advertise here where we have you know, hundreds of people going over here too. And hopefully we can attract more business to this website, which eventually in turn will attract more business to us, mm -hmm. you know, especially because by them not doing it, they're losing just as much as we are, because if we lose our rights and we lose our, our freedoms, mm -hmm. where are they going to be as a company? Yeah. If the gun rights go, they're gone. Yeah. Right. Um, I would, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, I would say that I see I run into those uh, same walls that those guys are running into. I would venture to guess that um, VCDL runs into those uh, same walls uh, when compared to some bigger uh, civil rights organizations that are out there. Um, I think, yeah, the, one of the problems we have in the firearms industry is uh, how how business is done, right? Yeah. The way that business is done. I, I think, like Philip said, there's a lot of smart guys. But one of the things I've found, a lot of business is done where everyone is smashed out of their brain. Everyone's like drinking, drunk, you know, this like it's it's a very macho kind of industry. I get it. Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a macho guy. You know, um, there's macho things that I like to do as well. But if that's the way that business is, that you've got to, one, I think one of the things in the firearms industry, people don't want to pay attention to you unless you're a super tactical ninja dude that killed a thousand people overseas somewhere. <laughs> right. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to come down on those guys. Like I, I give all the credit to those individuals themselves for, you know, for standing up and, and going to serve their country in, in other places and doing what they do. But what happens is that the industry hyper focuses on things like that, you know, so you might have maybe, you know, let's say you have a hundred of those guys who are out there and, and, you, and you have thousands of companies, but thousands of companies are all trying to get the, that those 100 guys on board. And there might be thousands of other folks who are fighting for the Second Amendment and doing good things that that need support and they don't do it. Right. That's the kind of thing you see. Another thing that you see, <laughs> I'm go I'm going to say this, you know, for example, when it when in this in the firearms industry, when everyone comes to the realization, huh, maybe we need to support some black folks out there. They find one black dude, one guy. Cuz there's only one black guy in the in in all of the gun world and everybody everyone throws money at that dude. <laughs> But there's there's a ton of other people. When they decide that they need women, they find one woman. <laughs> there's only one, and that's the one. Per uh, that kind of you know that kind of thing that we that we have going on is why we fail, right? Because if those few fall down, there's no one else there to 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 pick up that slack, and and get in, you know. And then I think the industry the the way that the industry works is they always try to own people. Um, this is me saying this. This is one of the big mistakes that I believe that the NRA made. You know, when when they went out there and decided we're going to pour hundreds of millions of dollars into NRA TV because we want to own these social media content creators, these folks who are out there speaking up about guns and the Second Amendment, etc. Instead of supporting them, they decided they were going to own them. And then when it all went bad, they own nothing. 
You know, instead of if you would have supported people and supported lots of people for the same hundreds of millions of dollars, then all of those people today would would have the NRA's back. Right. Right. Yeah. Support the people yeah. that support you. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, that's that's my opinion. The, the broader the base, the better, you know. Yeah. The more people of, you know, of all walks of life the better off you are because then people can identify, mm-hmm. you know, black women can identify with a black woman that was up mm-hmm. there talking about gun rights and the importance yeah. and, and how, um, how the black culture had, had gotten to be so anti-gun because of what happened back during the, and the black codes and all that mm-hmm. stuff where, where young black men, if they had a gun, they, if the police didn't kill them, uh, somebody else would just because they were armed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but we need to overwhelm people with that. If we're getting women, if we're getting people of color, if we get, you know, if you're getting black people, let's, if you're getting uh, folks out there that are gay or that from this religion or that religion, you need an army. You can't just have yeah. one token person that you put up there. Yeah, right. yeah. We're, we're diverse. I tell people, if you look at the membership of VCDL, mm-hmm. it's a slice of America. Mm-hmm. We've got all of that. We've got every race. We've got every religion or lack of religion. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, pro-life, uh, pro-choice. We've got all that because we take a position on nothing but guns. If you're if you're an American that wants to protect your Second Amendment right, our doors are wide open. We don't care about any of the rest of that. But for some people, that is important as well. They they tend to identify somebody that that's pro-life may have a hard time dealing with somebody that's pro-choice and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So if you've got the pro-life people talking about gun rights and the pro-choice person talking about gun rights, you've expanded your audience. Mm-hmm. You're reaching out, and the gay person that's reaching out mm-hmm. to other gays saying, you know, uh, we're, we're a major target for people that, that hate gay people. We get mm-hmm. beat up. We get a, a lot of things, bad things happen to us. You know, he, he can, they can associate with each other, and, and they can understand each other there where I wouldn't be able to help them. But Yeah. You know, it's something I saw in football, and, and before we started the show, I told you guys, I don't know anything about sports. But I can you, tell you this. I saw this. <laughs> Um, I saw this this uh, news article talking about football players, right? Whoever the, I don't know who the top football players are, so <laughs> someone someone would have to tell me. I honestly don't care. But one of the things that happens, whoever the whoever the number one football dude is, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone wants that guy. That guy's making like hundreds of millions of dollars because everyone's mm-hmm. and no one wants the B guy. No one wants the number two. Or the, you know, or the number 10. And this thing was saying, well, you know what the funny thing is? The, the guy who's ranked number 10 still has a huge fan base and is more affordable. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you can still get things done. And sometimes for the same and, and you might have the budget to hire the number one guy, but he only has 24 hours in a day. That same budget, you can hire 10 number 10 guys. You know, and yeah. come to the same thing. And for some reason, we all don't, we just don't see that. Yeah, wouldn't it, wouldn't it benefit the team rather than having this one golden star yeah. to have 10 stars? Yes. That uh, when they come out in the field, everybody's cheering out of their mind for 10 people yes. instead of one and then yawning yeah. when the rest of them come out. Yeah, I feel the same way about organizations like yourself. Basically, I see you guys as being a civil rights organization. Yeah. Okay, yes. that's what you are. Okay, you're out there fighting for the people. You tell me, do you feel like you guys get enough support? I'm sure there's folks supporting you, but can you just speak to that for a little bit when it comes to VCDL? Do you feel like you're getting enough support from folks out there, from companies, from us? 
No, not well. It, that's changing. Um, we used to get really no, very little support from companies. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much just membership, and we we didn't get support from the, one of the big three-letter gun rights organizations at right. all. You know, <laughs> uh, any sort. If anything, we had problems with them for years, and finally got that ironed out. But um, so we're, um, but now that's changing. We're seeing some of the companies stepping forward. Palmetto Arms is really, I mean, they they sent us, I guess, over thirty thousand uh, dollars. They sold a bunch of guns that, that had, uh, they call it the Virginia Fifteen, the VA Fifteen. Oh, cool. Uh, these were lowers, uh, strip mm-hmm. lowers. And, okay. Uh, we, you know, we made like thirty thousand dollars just on mm-hmm. our little percentage of those. Oh, cool. So we, we're seeing that now. Mm-hmm. And, and that's um, from Palmetto State Armory. Palmetto State Arms. They okay. they uh, they really are. They're really really good. Mm-hmm. And 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 I knew that. I've been buying stuff from them long before they did any of this mm-hmm. stuff. They're good they're good business. The people behind that company I think are very interested in the Second Amendment. My yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's not just selling guns. It's about believing in the believing deeply in, in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are other companies that are stepping forward, but, but we don't but I still tell the gun controllers, looking them in the eye, that the vast majority of our money comes from members. Mm-hmm. It's not we're not representing the gun industry. I don't think we've gotten a penny from Colt or Sig or uh, any of the gun manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, just some, just basically companies that deal with those products. Yeah. But the vast majority is members, people that are our membership quadrupled last year because of the mm-hmm. attack in Virginia. We went from eight thousand people to over thirty-five thousand now mm-hmm. in, in in a period of like two and a half months. You talk about a growth curve. Yeah, that's and awesome. New software. Yeah, yeah, it's just couldn't keep up with it. It couldn't handle that kind yeah. of load. By the way, shout out to Alaskan Ballistics. I, uh, I see him out there in the chat. I know he has to go, but we appreciate him uh, joining us. Um, so the majority of your folks are are, are like ground level, right? Mm-hmm. The regular citizens out there, not enough companies. Um, what do you think can be done about that? Is it like, do you guys have someone that actually tries to reach out to the companies? Do you need someone to reach out to the companies or the companies just going like this? You know, we don't see anything. I think part of it's on us. We don't really have somebody, you know, and again, we're mostly volunteers. We're not completely volunteers. You can't get to the size we are and have everybody not be paid. It doesn't work. You mm-hmm. need to have certain people just are doing too big of a job. Right. Can't have a volunteer doing it. Yeah. But we're mostly volunteers, so we don't have anybody that's like paid on staff to to, to talk to various uh, gun companies. Although one of our guys, who's our social media guy, has indeed done some reaching out to companies that he's familiar with and has had great success when he's he's done so mm-hmm. but i think we could do more of that that kind of falls on us too um but uh, certainly nobody's come charging up saying wow you know you guys are doing a lot in virginia you know we're ex ex manufacturer of, of firearms and mm-hmm. we'd like to give you you know a hundred thousand dollars or something this year to, to, to further the thing we're not no that's not happening but um again we i think we need to work on that to try to get these companies in because again we're we're fighting for for everything. If mm-hmm. they if gun rights go, they lose their their stuff, um, and um, sometimes gun companies get attacked. They try mm-hmm. to put restrictions on them. We're we're going to fight all of that. Yeah, I mean that's where the restrictions are going to go to, right? Let's be honest about it. I'm not complying with any of their nonsense. Okay, it's more difficult for them to come out after me 
where I'm at and, and get me. I'm not talking about me specifically. You know, if I put if I stick my head up, they could very easily come out after me. But for the average person out there, a lot more difficult for them to do that. For the companies, though, <laughs> when they show up at your place of business, I don't you don't have a lot of choice. Right. Yeah, it's one thing to keep your head down and not comply. Mm-hmm. But it's another, if you're a business, you have to stick your head up and indicate you're not complying, and that you still have guns that are banned. Yeah, and you've got all these regulations you have to live by, because otherwise you're getting licenses pulled, you've got to all of a sudden start spending money on lawyers, etc., right? You can't sell in this state and that state. <laughs> you know, it's more yeah. difficult for the companies, but for some reason... It's um, it's not so easy to get them involved other than for a long time, for a long time, not just companies. I don't, I'm not trying to put this on, on the industry alone. People, me, okay? We just go, oh, you know what? Write a check to the NRA. <laughs> Good to go. <laughs> You've done your part for the Second Amendment. Yeah, we're all done now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think that um, that's a lot of people still think that. And, um, you know, definitely a lot of companies. Is there is there something that we can do you have any ideas? Is there something that we could do? I you know, I don't know. I think, again, complacency is our biggest enemy. And truth is, I can't just say gun owners. The truth is, it's a human condition that if we're comfortable, we tend to want to stay where we're at and not rock boats and do stuff. Mm -hmm. But and that's fine if you live in a utopia. But what if you live in an environment where there's tigers out there that are trying to make lunch out of you? Mm -hmm. Can you then just sit there and relax and not pay attention to what's sneaking up behind you? Or do you have to stay awake and keep looking and secure yourself and all that? And and the problem that that we're – it's a problem for gun owners is, look, we – the general gun owner out there is a very independent person. They just are. I've talked most of them. There may be some exceptions. But by far, if suddenly we had to hunt to get food for to feed our families, we wouldn't sit and cry, oh, my God, I don't have any food. We would go out and hunt to get be food. out there we popping some deer. <laughs> we would do what we had to do. Yeah. To, to take, we're independent thinking that mm. way. That's what scares the hell out of the other side. They want little puppets that will do whatever they want and just be content with their little McDonald's hamburger and watching football on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. We're, you put up a barrier, we'll climb over it. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and, and consequently, um, um, but we also tend to be, we, we tend not to understand that somebody would actually want to take away our rights or step into our lives. Oh, look, I don't care what you guys do. I don't know what you do in your private lives. I don't care. As long as you're not hurting anybody, I really don't care. You know, you, you got giraffes in your backyard. I'm fine. I don't care. Um, but, but, uh, but the problem is gun owners don't understand there are other people on this planet that live to control other people, that mm-hmm. live to take away their rights, that live to dominate. And so while we want to sit there and, and think everybody's like us and we can trust them and we don't have to be looking around, we've got tigers and lions that are circling us mm-hmm. just waiting to jump on us. Now, we can sit there complacent and they will jump on us. They've already started. Mm-hmm. Or we can, we can understand that freedom isn't free. We've got to stand up and doggone it, we're, we're stuck. We're going to have to fight all the time, not just send money to the NRA once a year. We are going to have to all be involved with those phone calls, 
um, with the emails, with going to city council meetings, with mm -hmm. contacting our delegates and senators. What a small price to pay for freedom. Would you rather, would you rather die in the mud in, in some foreign country fighting for freedom uh, as a young man, or would you rather sit in your chair and make a few phone calls in an air-conditioned room? What would you rather do? And I can tell you, if you don't do the, the one sitting in the air-conditioned room and you don't get off your tails and do this, you're going to end up like the guy dying in the ditch. Mm -hmm. It'll okay. be your choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's tough. Yeah, those folks out there will rip us to shreds. And the thing is, is that they have a lot of time on their side. You know, they can just sit there and just slowly do things. And we could think, oh, but I got my guns. Okay. They can sit there and watch your guns rust. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know? It, it's the old frog thing where they we talk about putting frogs in, in water and then slowly turning up the heat. The mm -hmm. frog adjusts. He mm -hmm. doesn't realize the water's little getting a little hot. He keeps adjusting to it until it's so hot that it's too late. He can't adjust. He's killed. What they did with gun rights is that's what they've been doing to us for the last 40 years. They've been slowly, we'll take away this, and you can't do that, mm -hmm. and you got to do a background check, and you can't have this AR-15. Well, you can have it now, but we're going to try to take it back. Mm -hmm. You can't do this. You can't do that. A little bit at a time, and we all kind of adjusted. Okay, all right, so i got to do a background check. Okay, I'll do that, and then it's the next thing. It's, and you keep adjusting. But what they did over the last two years is they walked up to that stove, and they took the control for the heat and they went whoop mm -hmm. and all of a sudden everybody's going whoa you know that's what happened in virginia when we had a hundred thousand people showing up at, across the state for all for the second amendment sanctuary movement last mm -hmm. year that was because all of a sudden the people that have been sleeping and putting up with these little changes finally said oh my god what's happening here mm -hmm. finally it, it woke them up but the danger is now that they didn't take the guns away and they didn't try again this year, an election year, by the way, in mm -hmm. Virginia, mm -hmm. November 2nd is a major election in this state, um, that gun owners are hoping will go back to sleep. And I do have a fear that that could happen. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they, if you do, they're going to come back next year if they win those elections. They're okay. going to come back with a vengeance. Yeah, go ahead, Scott. I think you have something. Here's the thing is we got to get these gun owners out there to vote. You know, a lot of people are so discouraged nowadays that they're like, well, it doesn't matter because they're just going to do whatever they want, you know. And I'm just like, well, if you're going to have that attitude, of course, they're going to do whatever they want because mm -hmm. they're not afraid of you standing up against them because you're just going to back down and put, tuck your tail between your legs and cower away. Mm -hmm. That That's no way to be. If you want to sit here and complain about stuff when you have the opportunity to get out there and make the change and you're not doing it, it's your own damn fault. You know, a lot, a lot of people love to do this, but they never like to do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. You got to well, look got at the person in the mirror and say, Hey, I need to help make this change. Nobody can do it alone. Mm -hmm. No, we're, we're a team though. You know, the thing is, and we've argued this for years that as gun owners, we need to all stand together. The problem is, you got the hunters, and sometimes the hunters really don't understand or care about the self-defense people. Right. The, so the, the rifle hunters don't care about the shotgun hunters. The shotgun hunters don't care about the rifle hunters. The pistol shooters don't care about either of them. You got the target shooters. You got the hunters. You got the self-defense crew. You got tactical people. You've yeah. got all of this You've stuff. got very liberal people who believe that they should have guns, but everyone else shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. the bottom line is we need to stand as a team. Mm -hmm. I, in other words, it's the NATO doctrine. Mm -hmm. If they come after your hunting gun, 
then those of us that carry guns for self-defense and target shoot should stand with you Mm -hmm. and say, oh, hell no, you're not taking away his shotgun or his rifle. And the same thing, they come after my right to self-defense. The hunting crew crew should be there right along with the target people and everybody else saying, no, this is NATO. You attack any one of us gun owners and you're attacking all of us every time. Yeah, that would be an over. I can tell you now, it would be overwhelming. Well, I I they don't I don't even think the general assembly if a million people showed up one day. I I don't think that the Second Amendment is a political issue. They're making it into a political issue and trying to separate people politically, or you know this group or that group. But it, it really isn't. And if you if you go back to um, the 80s and the 90s in America, specifically, let's say a place like New York, when they were making it where if you had one vial of crack, right? Mm-hmm. If you were caught with one vial of crack cocaine in New York City, it was mandatory 20 years in prison. There's lots of people in jail right now. When that was happening, a lot of people in New York City and other places around the country are like, oh, I don't care about that. I don't take drugs. My kids don't do that. I don't have to worry about that thing. And a lot of people wound up in jail. Some of them are still in jail and people are trying to figure out how to get those people out. The difference with this is this is something that more than half the country is into. And if you look at the bills that these guys are trying to put out, it's more than half the country and, and, and stiff penalties, including mandatory prison terms. Okay, and massive fines. So not only are they going to incarcerate you and take away your rights, they are going to smack you upside the head with with debt that you owe. Even when you get out of prison, you will not be able to climb out from under that debt. That's more than half of America facing that. Okay, so that this is the thing that people need to think when they're looking at this. They want to take away your right to protect yourself when all these people just said, look at all this craziness going on around me. I think I'm going to take my protection into my own hands. Now these guys are like, yeah. And, and then a lot of those people went and voted for them. Right. And, right. That, and now they're going to turn around and put those same people who voted for them in jeopardy of going to prison. And if you're not a millionaire, you're not going to have enough money to hire enough lawyers to fight this. Yeah, the, um, uh, you, you, do, you see this uh, crazy voting pattern. Yeah, they, that you've got to vote for people to support your rights. What I found is if, if, they're, if the candidate's good on the Second Amendment, they're usually good on, on most things, you know, if they, if they understand that much about our liberty, mm-hmm. that they're good on the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to you you've got to you've got to vote that to me, if you lose the Second Amendment, that's the canary in the coal mine. When that goes, it's over, folks. Mm-hmm. Because now the government has total control. What are you going to do? Throw rocks when <laughs> when they've got machine guns? So we're gonna, we're going to we're going to institute um, you know a mandatory uh, you know you you can't leave. Yeah, your I mean house they don't they don't need machine guns when you can't have semi-auto. <laughs> right. Yeah. When you're yeah. limited on when you're limited on rounds, <laughs> when you have to register everything that you own, when you have to have licenses and then you have to renew those licenses, when you have to get a license to buy ammunition, the government is not going to do that. They buy their ammunition in bulk. Yes. Okay. They don't register their machine guns. They don't register their suppressors. And yes, some government agencies have suppressors and everything. Yes. 
you know, you'd be surprised. Uh, when I go to SHOT Show, I'm, I'm sure, I don't know, uh, I'm pretty sure, Philip, you go to SHOT Show. Scott, have you been, you've been to, no, you haven't, no, neither of you guys uh, have been to SHOT Show? It's, it's on Lobby Day every year for us. Oh, okay, okay, well. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, maybe we need to have SHOT Show somewhere else at a different time. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. Let's have SHOT Show in Virginia. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, but the thing is, like, I've run into guys at SHOT Show in the part, like, working for agencies you wouldn't believe. Like, I was talking to one guy, and I, and, and I believe, I could be getting this wrong, people can correct me on it. He was like, yeah, you know, my department won't let me get suppressors, but we can have machine guns. And I was like... Okay, what, what, what's your department? He's like, oh, uh, post office. <laughs> yes, drug yes. And, and he was like, dude, you'd be surprised what kind of agencies have tactical teams. You know, they, oh, yeah. yeah, they have response teams that have machine guns. Some of them have machine guns and suppressors and all kinds of stuff. It will blow your mind. Oh, yeah, like the IRS. I found this out a couple of years ago. They have an arsenal like you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But somehow that's not okay for you to do as an individual. You're getting set up. You're getting set up that yeah. these agencies can make you do whatever they want you to do. Yeah, the, the, you cannot have socialism and communism, either one, with an armed populace. That's never happened, and it's not going to happen. Uh, they know that if that's where they want this country to go, they've got to take away our arms. Right. And that's why they're that's why they're speeding it up. I think they're trying to rush into socialism and communism. For some reason, Soros and Bloomberg, I guess, are turning up the heat. They want to get moving on this, to, or the rest of the world is already almost there. So they want to take down this last bright light. Well, they've got to disarm us. That's why we've got cannot let them get away with this. This is why we have to be absolutely vigilant. In, in making sure that we protect that right, kicking out the bad guys and making sure we've got good people in, in government. Because that, as I said, it's a canary in the coal mine. Well, they plan to choke that canary to death. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time now if we don't, if we sleep and let them walk by us and choke it to death. Yeah. So America is standing up as a beacon to other countries. And with the way right. that the Internet has made the world a smaller place, other countries and other people around the world realize the freedom that exists in america this podcast i mean I, I by far we're not a big podcast or anything like that but there's people around the world listening to it and people are realizing everywhere that they have also the right to defend themselves not just us as americans this is the reason why that has to be snuffed out here right before other countries start going how come we don't have what america has right we we are the only animal on this planet that disarms itself. I can think of no other animal. Mm -hmm. Every animal has some means of protection. Yep. Could be claws, could be horns, um, could be hooves, mm -hmm. um, it could be spikes, mm -hmm. poison, you know, fangs. Mm -hmm. No other animal takes off its horns before it goes in a forest, takes off its claws before it goes mm -hmm. in, in, in the plains. Mm -hmm. None of them. They keep their self-defense with them. We're the only animal stupid enough Mm -hmm. To let our own government disarm us if we go in this building or in that building or if we cross this line, we have to be helpless. We're the only animal. So we're supposed to be the smartest animal, but I think a, a snail may be smarter than us in the end yeah. when it comes to self-defense. Oh, I refuse to be declawed, okay? I don't want to be declawed. I don't want to be that cat 
that some person who thinks they're a tree hugger, an animal lover, gets that cat, declaws the cat. You know, it happens here. uh, Where I'm broadcasting from is very close to the University of Florida. And a lot of those kids get cats, declaw them. And then when they're graduating, they don't want to take the cats with them. And they put them out in, you know, they put them out in the wild here. And there's nothing but coyotes. So now you have cats going up against coyotes. They don't even have claws. It's a massacre. It's a massacre. It wasn't the animal that made the decision. Again, it was humans being stupid. Yeah. And we're we're literally declawing ourselves and thinking that somehow that's going to be okay. Um, It's almost just like, okay, I remember when Katrina happened and there were all these pictures of dogs, right? Like people left their dogs behind. Now, the dog, domesticated dogs, for the most part, do not know how to get food. So there were all these dogs that were just roaming around trying to figure out how to get food. Some of them were going in the garbage and all that kind of stuff, which is actually not uh, good for them. This is what human beings, this is what America is going towards. We're like domesticated creatures that we don't know how to do anything if the government doesn't do it for us. And it's really easy for them to control us. Just back off. Oh, we've got you dependent on us now. Now we'll just back off, right? So that's what we're setting ourselves up for. And if you looked at that and you thought, wow, this is terrible, you have to think about doing that to yourself. I would not do that to my dog. I would want to make sure that if I cease to exist, my dog can still survive and live without me, right? That's, that's what I would want to be able, that's how I would want my dog to be. That's definitely how I want my children to be. And it's absolutely without, without any uh, uncertainty how I want to be. I want to be able to survive on my own because that's probably what it's going to come down to. Yeah, the government could say, uh, your politics are dangerous. We think you're a terrorist. So no more electricity for your house, mm-hmm. uh, no running water for your house, mm-hmm. no, no natural gas for your house. Um, and your food coupons have been cut back so you can only get uh, half as much as you used to get. A f- I mean, it sounds crazy, but if you look at socialism, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, we're we're facing that. I mean, they want to do if you don't take the vaccine, then you yes. don't get stimulus. Right. That's right. <laughs> you know, uh, you both bad things, both bad things. Yeah. But you can't fly. Right. Is that what you're saying? Or go shopping. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. And, and they, they could limit that. They could say you can't go into these stores unless you have a little mark indicating you've been vaccinated or yeah. maybe a little uh, capsule that they scan to see if you... Yeah, uh, what, would we, what would we think of some people who segregate a bunch of people out and make them wear armbands indicating <laughs> yeah. that, they've, that they yeah. are a certain thing or have done a certain thing? What, yes. what would happen in the world? What would people think about us if that's what we're wait? That's exactly what we're doing. And it wasn't that long ago that that's exactly what happened. I never thought in my lifetime in America we'd even be having this discussion about that even being a possibility. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we knew what evil was and we knew how to stay away from it. This is America. Mm-hmm. But you're right. It's um, it's you know right now we're wearing a big scarlet letter. G for guns. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we're terrorists. Yeah. We're horrible people mm-hmm. that uh, that don't want the government to protect them. All we want to do is take care of ourselves, our families, our neighbors, our country. That's it. That's leave what us we want alone. To do. That's what we want. <laughs> leave us alone. Yeah. Do your job, government, and leave us alone. Yes. But they have this lust, this greedy lust for power that, uh, you know, they need to have 
full control over us to appease the appetites that they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's totally wrong, you know? Yeah. I don't understand why you want to dominate somebody else. I've got enough problems. Why do I want to, why do I want to deal with Scott's problems? Uh-huh. Okay, Scott, you can't do this. Yeah, we're you dealing know? with psychopaths. Uh, you know, or or sociopaths. I mean, the people who are out there that want to dominate other human beings and then they call it freedom. Mm. Yeah. You know, oh, we just want everyone to be free. Mm. Except not these people. (laughs) No, we definitely, and these guys, we don't, no, we don't like these guys either. That's what you have to worry about. Like Again, you look at a lot of these countries that starved. Look at Russia. Millions of their people were killed by their own government. And that was by far not the only country that did that. Literally millions. Huge massacres. Mm-hmm. You had Germany as well, but it went on and on. Um, we That's that's why America was unique. Mm-hmm. Because we were the, the – that was our servant. We weren't theirs. Yeah. Their will to be killed. The, the crazy the, – listen, the, the, the woman that was, uh, in, my, in my opinion, murdered in the Capitol uh, by a police officer, right? There's no charges going against that police officer. No. Okay? No charges. And, and there's lots of people who think that's okay. They think yeah. that's okay. Even though there were other circumstances that happened in America where police officers uh, did things to people that maybe they weren't supposed to or whatever, everyone was rioting and wanted uh, investigations of it. Okay. This one, nothing going to happen. Nobody's rioting. No one's mad. No media is getting upset about it. You know, as a matter of fact, there's folks out there actually chastising people saying, oh, you, you know, the rhetoric is dangerous coming out of people. You really got to think. And by the way, there's people on our side talking like that, too. Wow. Do you be surprised? (laughs) There's gun guys talking that nonsense. Uh, In my personal opinion, they're not gun people. I I look at them as ops, you know, Mm. and and, and what I mean by that, Richard, I think they're plants or people Mm. who are just infiltrating us and are just waiting for the opportunity to sell us all down the river talking that nonsense, okay? Well, there's there's a lot of that going on. You know, where mm-hmm. people, it's easy to do. You get on Facebook and you pretend, you put pick an icon with a gun or something in it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you pretend to be a gun guy, but you purposely put out stuff. In fact, stuff that Facebook could then strike the whole group down for, yeah. for you putting out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you, not new. You'd be surprised, man. You'd be surprised. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I'm going to not get to the, to the level of naming names. But there are folks like that out there in the gun world that actually yeah. think that that's okay, what, what happened there. I think there should be at least further investigations to figure oh, yeah. out why these guys felt it necessary to fire on uh, civilians going into their own buildings. Right. And, okay. and like I was saying, you think they would be uh, better trained than that to to take the pressure and not like accidentally. Oh, my God, I was just so scared. I, I just jumped and you yeah. know, my well, pulled the trigger. I mean, I, I think, just like we saw when we had the riots, we don't know everything that happened. I want to know everything that happened. That's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I had heard was what might have been an accidental shot where the guy was holding, I forget, a baton in one hand and the gun in the other and then tightened down on the baton. Well, then, then yeah, but, I mean, there needs to be a discipline. To jail. Yes, there we needs to be discipline. To jail if we did that. Listen, they're going after the and and <laughs> everything that I say, I put on the record. Okay, so the McCloskeys went out in front of their house. They had guns that were not loaded. I chastised them for their gun handling, all kinds of stuff. But I do not agree with them going after the the McCloskeys the way that they are. But in this situation, they don't want to go after anyone. 
There's actually people out there that, that, that feel like, hey, we should need to go after these cops. And some of these cops need to be disciplined, lose their jobs. Some of them need to be in prison, need to be under the prison. But in this case here, we're going to say, oh, no, nothing needs to be done here. Don't worry about it. And then there's actually people, as you said, just pretending to be on our side that are going to go, oh, this is all because of the rhetoric. What rhetoric? The government, the, the, the politicians out there work for us. They have no right to be comfortable. I'm not saying that we should attack them or anything like that, but you can, I don't understand what rhetoric folks are trying to blame what happened in the Capitol on, right? I don't see it. I don't see the families and the, the folks who are out there not wearing masks, right, that were out there at, at Trump's uh, speech are not the same people that were wearing masks that were that, that were actually at the Capitol breaking down doors and, and yeah. fighting with the police officers. And the hypocrisy is, is something else. I mean, we actually heard Nancy Pelosi saying, well, there may need to be some violence. She said that, what, a couple of years ago mm -hmm. or something after Trump was in. Yeah. Well, the mm -hmm. people may need to stand up and there may need to be violence. Mm -hmm. You had, uh, was it Sheila Jackson Lee saying, if you see a Trump a member of the administration, you go up to them, you confront them, whether they're in a restaurant, that was, uh, you, know, yeah, you, you get in their face, you yell at them, mm -hmm. you know, and now suddenly, oh, no, you know, boy, you know, you, uh, yeah. you, you're, you're a terrorist. If yeah. you even when cities were getting burnt down, I don't have problems with the protests that people were making last year. Okay, fine. But when cities were getting burnt down and people were co-opting those protests and turning them into riots, mm -hmm. right? and murders in some cases, these folks were not up in arms. Right. These politicians were not up in arms. They, didn't, they weren't trying to do anything about that, right? They weren't trying to roll out machine guns or anything anywhere to stop that. They're mostly peaceful crowds, mostly yeah. peaceful. Yeah, and you know. They were encouraging it because they were like, oh, well, these people, they need to keep it going and never stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, when doing the right thing. Yes, when Kyle Rittenhouse is on camera being attacked and assaulted and fighting for his life and defending his life, these people feel that Rittenhouse, should, we should have already executed him. This is what they feel about that, right? Yet, it's a completely different scenario here. This was a kid actually fighting for his life. What, what were they in danger of? Being uncomfortable? Getting forced out of their offices? You know, getting taken to safety? This is this is really what we're dealing with here, you know. Yeah, it's not it's not about equity. We're in America. We're used to equity. Everybody should be, you know, everybody should be equal. You know, nobody's above the law. Mm -hmm. um, nobody should be mistreated by the law. But what we're what we've been seeing is a, that dichotomy that mm -hmm. says if it's our group, this is all okay. If it's mm -hmm. your group, it's all terrible. Mm -hmm. And this is this. They're consistent in this. And they keep doing it over and over. And you're just supposed to ignore this whole situation of them having one standard, this double standard. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess they'd have no standards if they didn't have a double standard. But it's – and this is what's getting Americans up in arms because we – that's not America. America is equitable. We're all supposed to be equal. Skin color, religion, political beliefs, at the end of the day, we're supposed to be brothers and sisters in a country – it's the greatest country on earth, but that's not what's happening. And of course, the media throws a magnifying glass over a gnat and makes it look like a dinosaur. Mm -hmm. So they can take one little incident and make us all think that, oh my God, all of Oregon is burned to the ground. Uh, they can do that and, and they can make 
one person seem like a villain by playing it up that way and ignore other stuff and never even tell us about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a special kind of insanity that we're up against. And ultimately, we have to ask the question whether or not we have a constitution. And if we don't have it, if the answer is we don't have it, then we we're all we are, we're all facing uh, something very dire that we all really need to think about before we go to work every day. Right. Before we just well, we go have, about our lives like, oh, everything's normal because everything's not normal if we're in America and we don't. I believe we don't have a constitution anymore, but, right. you know, I don't know if everyone else is caught up to that. You know, we, we do have a constitution. It's just that the ones who call themselves the leaders just tend to say, oh, well, that's an old document. We can overlook it. Mm-hmm. Living document. Yeah. You know, I, I remember something I saw. Um, what's his name on Joe Rogan? Um, what's the name of this guy that everyone was calling to be uh, pardoned by Trump? And then literally the, the Republicans threatened Trump if he pardoned him. Um, oh, man, I forget. Not Snowden, but the other guy you're talking about, right? Yeah, wasn't it? Um, OK, someone's going to someone's going to tell me uh, this is the guy that worked for the CIA. And yeah. uh, and put a bunch of stuff out there. Was it Snowden? Maybe it was Snowden that I saw. On uh, Snowden did put out a lot of, but he didn't get pardoned either. You know, no. he, he opened up a lot of information that uh, he thought the general public should have been yeah. aware of. I think it was Snowden know. that they were that, that they were trying to get Trump to pardon, but then the Republicans basically went in there and threatened uh, Trump if he pardoned him. Right. I believe that's so. I think that's who was on Joe Rogan. And he said, you know, a long time ago, the Patriot, well, after 9-11 and the Patriot Act. Assange. Was, okay, Assange is also one of those people. But Snowden was saying that after the Patriot Act, people don't realize that there is no longer a constitution the way that we understand it in America. They, cha- they changed a lot of stuff. There's a lot of things that they can do. And people just don't realize it. You know, when we were looking at there's a lot of things that we were looking at happening out there. And we didn't realize that this is really uh, the situation that that we're that we're winding up in. I think uh, Chris says it was it was uh, Snowden. Right. Um, Maybe maybe it was Assange that they were threatening uh, Trump over. But, yeah, Snowden worked for the NSA and the things that he saw and the practices that are that were going on after that. It's like, yeah, that's basically there's basically none of that, but the people haven't caught up to it, but the politicians realize that it doesn't exist. Let me make a point on what you're saying. Uh, we we um, ended up uh, going to court over an issue around the airport, uh, one of the airports in Virginia, right after that, when that, that went into effect, mm-hmm. they actually had some secret laws. Mm-hmm. And you could be charged with violating a law that was secret. They couldn't tell you what it was, but you violated it. Mm-hmm. So we <laughs> went to court and got that struck down. But yeah. it's like, What? Yeah. You could be on a no-fly list. You don't even you're not even allowed to know that you're on the no-fly list, much less why you're on there or to contest your yourself being on there. What does that mean? It's crazy. It's, you know. Well, these, that's socialism. Yeah. <laughs> really. Again, a, yeah. a dominant totalitarian government that doesn't have to answer to you. Yeah, I think we lost Scott. I don't know. It's uh, maybe he Yeah, he dropped off. Yeah, his internet his internet got disconnected or something there. Um, let me ask you this. This is one of the things uh, if I don't ask you, I'm going to be I'm going to be kicking myself later. Oh, here here's Scott. He's coming back in. Um, yeah, let me 
There, there you go. What happened to the internet? The CIA <laughs> cut you off, man. That's right. Uh, no, my laptop battery died. I forgot oh. to plug it in. Before we started. Uh. <laughs> okay, just blink if someone, <laughs> you know, pulled you off. Just blink a lot. No. Um, I, I wanted to ask you this, Philip. Uh, can you walk us through, like, what happened? Because um, you, you were saying, like, all of a sudden, boom, in Virginia, there was this turn up, you know, um, of, of things going against the Second Amendment. Can you walk us through how that happened? Like, where did you think it started? Did it start with the governor? Was it before that? What was it the was lead up to that? Well, it's been sort of coming for a while. Again, um, the the Democrats were taking more and more seats, and the, the Democrats changed. When I first got involved um, with this back in 96, 97, 98, and into 2000, we had a lot of rural Democrats that were very good on guns. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, they may have differed from Republicans and other social issues, mm -hmm. but they all stood together on guns. And then what happened was, like with Terry McAuliffe, a little later on when he became governor— he took some of those guys and he primaried them and got them kicked out. Mm. He got like-minded robots to come in that thought the way he did about against guns and other things. And so the Democrat Party began to change. We no longer had friends and allies in the Democrat Party as well as the Republican Party. So um, we started seeing a lot of gun control coming in from their side. And so it was really um, – and the Republican Party kept putting up weak candidates for governor. Uh, it, it was so bad at one point with one of the candidates, the gun owners thought this guy isn't much better than than the Democrat that was running. Mm -hmm. They literally created a bumper sticker that said Van Cleef for governor that year. And people <laughs> put it on their cars. Yeah. I think I actually got some votes in the write-in. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe you should have run. <laughs> trying to make a point. Give us somebody we can... Otherwise, mm -hmm. we're getting two of the same thing. So mm -hmm. the, the part of it's the Republicans' fault for putting in weak candidates. Mm -hmm. um, but in uh, the end of the day... Um, you know, the Democrats, um, because what it was is Trump, Trump won and the Democrats decided that, uh, oh, especially the, the, the swamp. Well, oh, boy, we could lose our jobs. We better go completely Democrat. We need to completely counter him. Mm -hmm. And so that swept in the majority for the first time in 25 years where the Democrats had the House only by five votes, the Senate by one vote. But they had the lieutenant governor which meant that the Republicans needed two votes to actually be able to prevail. Mm -hmm. And so they took control of everything. And that's when Katie barred the door. They, that, that was in 20, 2020 and, and in 2019 when they said, yep, we're, we're going to – and they said this. I don't ever want to hear from a Democrat or a gun controller again. They don't want our guns mm -hmm. because they, 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 our governor then was saying Northam, yep, we got a – looking at a bill that will – Take away the assault rifles, make them illegal. Higher capacity magazines, illegal. Suppressors, illegal. Yeah, they mm -hmm. were they were talking about taking away our guns, and I, I'll never let them live that down ever because that that was what they wanted, and mm -hmm. that in turn caused a massive awakening. Mm -hmm. But that it's been coming on. But last year, it's like everything else. That's when they went from a slow increase in pressure to all the way up. Mm -hmm. That that changed everything. Yeah, so I see some people saying uh, redistricting, that's from 42 Chilled. Um, uh, Tools and Target says the big wave was Bloomberg injecting millions. Yeah, yes. I think there was a tsunami yeah. that, that took place in, in Virginia. And by the time North, I mean, uh, you know, okay, 
Newsom of California, horrible governor, right? But Northam, I mean, how, how does this guy still stay a governor? There's so oh, many can, horrible things in this guy's background and history that he's done. Let me tell you how that worked. Mm -hmm. Because <laughs> it worked because then the, it turns out that our, our lieutenant governor was accused by two women of sexual assault. Mm -hmm. And our attorney general admitted to doing blackface. So that meant that if they swept all three of those out of office, guess who would have taken control? Heaven forbid. A Republican. A Republican. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, so uh, they. So they, they said, screw it. We'll go against all things. Yeah, we'll just we'll yes. just ignore the whole thing. We'll just drop it. The media is our puppet. The media won't drive us nuts every day. It'll just fade away. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Because a Republican would come in to hell with, uh, you know, morals and, and, and everything. Can you imagine if a Republicans had done any of that? The media would have been pounding them every single day. Every story would have started out about these horrible Republicans. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the Speaker of the House, they just couldn't have him. So everything was white. Everything just washed away. Yeah. Can you imagine if they would have found some pictures of Trump in blackface somewhere? Oh. That's the thing. It's all double standard. The whole I mean, thing is double standard. Yeah, it's 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 insanity. And then and, and then I've seen rappers stand next to him when he's declaring, you know, uh Juneteenth Day or something like that. And this is a freaking governor that was wearing blackface. You know, yes. and and these guys are okay with that. And then a lot of these laws that they're putting in effect in Virginia are going to adversely affect not 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 it's gonna affect everyone, right? But there's lots of black people, people of color living in Virginia who are gonna go to jail mm -hmm. based on that, right? And not bad guys, not legitimate bad guys out there. I'm down with gang members and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> You know, yeah. getting put away. There's legitimate people who want to protect themselves who live in bad parts of, of Virginia and bad neighborhoods who want to go out to go to work but be able to protect themselves, their property, and their families, etc. That they're the ones who are going to suffer out of this. Well, if you're a racist, that's exactly what you'd want. So I think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's probably quite comfortable with that, but he won't say it publicly. You yes. know, and that's that's the history of the party that he's in. It uh, it was formed to protect uh, slavery, and in, in the black codes and everything in between, uh, including the Ku Klux Klan, was all Democrats, Southern mm -hmm. Democrats. Mm -hmm. So he's part of that tradition, and um, he grew up in that. And um, I wish I wish minorities would wake up to this. Mm -hmm. They used to. Republicans, blacks used to all be Republicans. That was the party that freed them. That's mm. what they were designed to be. But there was this magical event somewhere in the 1960s that both parties switched. Yeah. Suddenly the party that was for slavery uh, became the party uh, against slavery and, and, and wanted, you know, it baloney. Yeah. It's all baloney. I mean, I think now, right now, the parties are interchangeable. I don't have a lot of faith in, in most of the people, even amongst Republicans, right? Um, there's a few folks out there who I think do believe in the Constitution, who are stand-up uh, folks, but there's a lot of people, even in the Republican Party, that we just, it's not fruitful to have faith in those guys. And I think, you know, it is. there's really a call for like a strong third party. I don't have a lot of faith, um, you know, in the Libertarian Party either, to be honest with you, right? Um, I probably see myself more of a, of a Libertarian, but I think the Libertarian Party's been kind of a joke for a long time. But parties come and go. There used to be a party called the Whigs. 
Mm-hmm. Don't hear of them anymore. Mm-hmm. They're long gone. Mm-hmm. So at some point in the future, they may say, yeah, there used to be a party called Democrats and one called Republicans a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Those parties are long gone. They yeah. both collapsed. Yeah. And they were placed with parties that uh, that uh, restored the Constitution and stood with it. Yeah. I think we just need a, a, a party that doesn't get involved in that, that we could put out there and just keep this chaos uh, I've never seen it as bad as it is right now, where you even have folks on the Supreme Court that were put in there by conservatives and they're ignoring things that are blatant atrocities against the Constitution, not just the Second Amendment. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's, it's treacherous in a way. I mean, when you look at what's going on, they're, right. they're, they're um, yeah, and, and again, people you thought that would be good, they get, but you see this all the time with a lot of these candidates. They, they talk a great game, then they get in, and all of a sudden you're going, "Who, who are you? What, what happened to the guy that I voted mm-hmm. for? Right. Uh, that said he was going to stand with gun rights. You're, you're backing this. You're voting for this bill. Yeah. Really? We need politicians with claws. You know, we need. We if we if you're going to make laws, you need to make clause laws that are uh, pro constitution that have claws in them. We were talking yesterday to Matthew uh, LaRossiere. I think that's the right way to say it. I'm probably messing it up. Um, he's a uh, he's a lawyer in the Second Amendment space. And uh, we were looking at like there's some states that are going for uh, to, to declare the state's Second Amendment sanctuaries, which I think is a good thing. But then when he was looking at the bills that they're putting forward, he was like, there's no teeth in this. There's no enforcement here. There's nothing that punishes people if they go after the Second Amendment, and we need that, right? And and just like these guys are on the left, they're putting forward bills that take everything away from you, that register everything, that you have to get a license for everything. You have to go through a background check and psychological things for everything. On our side, where's the stuff with the teeth like that? Yeah, yeah, like I said, I looked at how long it took us to get all these pro-gun things done in Virginia. Uh, preemption and getting rid of one gun a month and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. BCL did every year we got stuff in, but we inched our way along. It took us 10 years to allow somebody to carry a concealed handgun in a restaurant that serves alcohol, even if they didn't drink. You could open carry, but you mm-hmm. couldn't conceal. Mm-hmm. 10 years. The Democrats get control and they pass seven major gun bills in one year. Yeah. If the Republicans had that kind of spine, Boy, we would we would have we would have we'd be in. I mean, when they, when they had a supermajority, they didn't do anything except tell no, us to right. wait for the they midterm. Did not do anything. Yeah, we still have the even in the Congress, we still have the Lawton bill thing that went in. The Republicans had total control. Mm-hmm. They could have got rid of that atrocity that says we're going to take away your gun rights forever if you commit a misdemeanor domestic violence. What a misdemeanor forever? Mm-hmm. I would be better. You'd be better off to beat the person to the to a pulp. So that you got a felony, because at least the felony you could get your rights restored, then throw a pillow at somebody and lose your rights forever. That is, well, that's part of the lunacy. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gorillas and guns, you got to jump in here because me and Phil, we're fired up. (laughs) (laughs) We're fired up here without a doubt. (laughs) So you got to jump in here if you got a point. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, to to what Philip was saying, they even have another law coming through uh, right now. Uh, that kind of goes the same way, but it's uh, towards family members, you know. So, like, if if two brothers decide they, you know, get into an argument and get into a fight, and somebody calls the police, well, there you go. That's mm-hmm. they're going to call that domestic violence, and they're going to put you on that list, and you're going to lose your gun rights. You know, these these are bills that they're pushing through our 
are, I think some of them already passed through the House already over mm -hmm. here in Virginia. And the Senate coming. Uh, yeah, and they're coming up in the Senate, right? And and there's some ridiculous bills, too. Um, <laughs> like, uh, what was the other one? There was one good bill that died instantly, and that was the um, the sovereign one there where it said yeah. that if, if you were injured, basically, if the locality created a gun-free zone and you were there in that gun-free zone and you didn't have your gun on you because you're obeying the laws and you got caught up in a mass shooting, that um, the lo locality government would no longer uh, be sovereign from it. They would be able – your family or you would be able to sue them for getting injured mm. in their – so it's you know, an anti-gun-free zone uh, bill, right. basically. Okay. Another one that died was letting permit holders carry in these. We're lo the, there's right now eight localities that, that have yep. their own gun control. This one exempted permit holders. Mm -hmm. Permit holders, they have the records on us. Mm -hmm. They can they can see that we don't commit crime. Mm -hmm. Permits are revoked for any reason whatsoever in Virginia, and there's a lot of reasons you could lose it. It's got nothing to do with crime. Mm -hmm. At less than a fraction, it's like 0.7 of 1%. Mm -hmm. It's a tiny little number. So they know we're law abiding, but they still right. won't yeah. let us carry, even though they know that we we're we a lot of us are carrying because we have threats against our lives. <laughs> yeah. Still, we're yeah. Allowed that, to carry. That, that was like when I was down there for lobby day, I ran into uh, I believe his name was Mike Johnson. Uh, he's one of the city board members for Richmond, I think it is. Uh, and he was given an interview and he was talking about, you know, I want the mayor out here and I want him to uphold the laws because it's illegal for these people to be out here carrying firearms right now. And I just kind of chuckled to myself. I'm like, well, no, because the law states that we're not allowed, allowed, you know, to mm -hmm. carry our firearms if there's permitted events. Well, since all the permitted events got canceled, they all mm -hmm. got pulled. Well, guess what? That law is exempt. It's null and void. Sorry. Yeah. You know, so and it, it's it's so bad that even they don't understand the laws that they propose and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, pass and put forward. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> you know, but, but plus they also love to leave everything so loosey goosey and open for in interpretation that, if they want to come down on it and say, okay, well, you know, even though you know that the way the law is written, it means this, but they're going to be like, well, you know, it means this, this, and this, because we've left it this far open for interpretation that we can use it uh, for our will, whatever, you know, to, to appease us and whatever situation we want to put you in. So um, that's mm -hmm. like the one bill they had. Everybody thought it was a good bill, but to me, I was like, yeah, maybe on the surface it might look good, but if you dig into it, it's not really good because they they said uh, group violence. It was a bill against group violence and to give like our tax money to go towards places like Giffords and stuff to do studies on mm -hmm. gun violence and things like that. You know, there was one. Like they need more money other than the Bloomberg money. They need more <laughs> right, money. Right, right. Yeah. So they're going to get our tax money. So me as a gun owner, I'm going to pay for these groups to do studies to try to take away my rights. You know, No. no. But, you know, th there was a couple of good things in that bill, you know, about talking about how, you know, they were going to help out gang members that were trying to get out of the gang life or gang members that were out of the gang life but just couldn't get up on their feet. So that was one good part of it. You know, they give you a little taste of something that's good. But the fact that they kept on calling it group violence in the bill instead of really what it is is gang violence, mm. you know, 
leaves it open to interpretation. So if you're in a group of people, like say, like what happened at the Capitol, well, that's group violence right there. We can, bam, get you all and put you all under that misdemeanor charge or felony charge, whatever charge attack to it, you know, even though you're not part of that group or part of a gang or anything, you know, so that that's really where where they get us. Yeah. You know, is because they leave and 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 it baffles everybody because we're like, oh, well, that that's so stupid. and It doesn't make sense. Well, if if you're somebody who's trying to take something away from somebody, that's exactly what you want to do. You want to make it not make sense. So that way, when it works for you, you can make it work for you no matter how you want to interpret it. Yeah, that may help us get it struck down in court. Loosey goosey laws, though, are are can get struck down, and that right. don't be surprised if that doesn't. They overplay their hand. I tell you, the police have no interest in enforcing that law, as right. they found out in Richmond. The police don't want anything to do with that law. Right. Mm-hmm. I've walked around the whole day carrying my gun. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> Listen, we hit up against this nine o'clock hour here. Okay, we've done two hours. It went very fast, Philip. But yes. you know. I'm going to attribute that to you and, uh, and and Scott for making such good conversation. Before we get out, I do want to I do want you guys to tell the folks how they can communicate with you or follow you or support you. But you you're both from Virginia. What can people do to help Virginia uh, fight for the Second Amendment right now? What is what are the best things that folks can do? Well, um, you know, obviously, if you're in Virginia, uh, you know, you want to join VCDL and, and maybe GOA uh, for national rights uh, and be active. Uh, get on our free VA alert. We have an email blast that goes out to 58,000 people. Get on that list. Like right now, especially bills are in action. And we're sending out alerts. And all you have to do is click and it'll, you can send a pre-written message. You don't have to draft it yourself, but it puts in your name and address and email and goes off to the proper legislator. Do that. If you don't live in the state, we've got lots of members that are supporting Virginia because they recognize that if Virginia falls, everybody else is going to be right behind us like dominoes. Um, and so they, they've joined. So that's, that's one thing that they can do. There's not a lot they can do with our legislators. And I will tell people, wherever you are, if you've got a horrible legislator and you're going, you know, there's no point in talking to this lady. She's anti-gun. Take your money and put it in another race in a different district where your money will make a difference in electing a good person who hopefully will counter your bad person. Mm-hmm. You can still be in the fight even if your representative sucks. Absolutely. Okay, good point. All right, so let me do this. I'm going to wrap this up here, and I'm going to start with Scott, Gorillas and Guns. What are the ways the folks out there can uh, follow you, see all the things that you're doing, and support your efforts? Well, you can definitely follow me here on YouTube at Gorillas and Guns. You know, check out my channel. Um, I'm only I'm I've gone down from two videos a week to one video a week because I'm doing all this gunsmithing stuff, uh, trying to get through those classes. Um, but I also have the Facebook group that, for some reason, is still going, even though <laughs> Facebook Facebook has put a algorithm out on the word gun, and you know my group is called Gorillas and Guns, and you know even my wife was saying it. She's she's part of this group that's uh, for a game called Fallout. Uh, it's like a post post apocalyptic or uh, you know nuclear war or whatever, mm-hmm. and they come out of out of these uh, vaults and whatever and start living life again. Well, in in that group, it's you know now mind you, it's a group about the video game. Well, um, people were posting and talking about the guns that they have in the game, and one guy mentioned gun in his comment, and mm-hmm. the comment was about to get struck down, so he had to reword it 
and I think he put weapon or something like that and changed it from gun to weapon mm -hmm. because Facebook put out the alert saying, well, you cannot say gun or whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of other posts that had like guns, pictures of guns from the video games got struck from that group and everything. So she's like, I don't know how your group is still standing, you know, because everything in that group is all about guns. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, eventually they'll catch up to you. I mean, yeah, it's just right. a, uh, maybe you know, because sadly. it's such a small group. Right. You know, yeah, they're prioritizing. They took us out a while back. They put us up. They took us down. They put us up. They took us down. Never gave yeah. us a reason as to what anything we did. Of course, I don't think there was a reason. Yeah. Right, so well, go ahead. I've had some some um, things removed from my group uh, posts that I posted, posts that you know some uh, one of the other moderators posted. Um, you know, but like Philip said, they don't give you a reason. They don't tell you what it was that struck the community standards so they leave you guessing they don't want any evidence to be used against them in court that's the reason why right. they're doing that so but they also, see at some point this will come to a head and it'll wind up in court right. but it's they design it that way to trip you up so mm -hmm. that way you'll keep posting that kind of stuff without knowing that that was what it was mm -hmm. because a lot of the stuff that they were striking was from like two years ago so i have mm -hmm. no idea you know i'm not going to scroll back mm -hmm. through hundreds of posts thousands of posts and, and that's how they Missing? That's how they get you. I mean, I think that's why they took me down somewhere in a post. And I don't, I don't, my Facebook, I rarely ever used it. But right. friends would post things, and I didn't look at hardly any of them. Somewhere mm -hmm. in there, somebody could have posted something. How do I know? Mm -hmm. You know? But they expect you to go through all that all the time and call it. So it's like, yeah. So no, how can the, with the wrong person? Then you have to do it. Absolutely. So how can the folks out there support you, Phil, and VCDL's Thanks. efforts? How can they uh, follow you or contact you? Okay, uh, on the on the internet, VCDL, like Virginia Citizens Defense League, dot org. Mm -hmm. uh, VCDL.org is our website. We are on uh, Twitter, VCDL underline org. Uh, we're on MeWe. We're on uh, Facebook. Well, no, we're not on Facebook anymore. Uh, well, who knows? We might be on it tomorrow. It's, it's like a yo-yo. <laughs> Um, uh, but we're, we're on, a, we're on a variety, but MeWe is kind of where we're getting people to move over to at this point. Um, but to go to our website and you, if you do go there, you can get on the free email alert. It's called VA alert. You just put in your email and bam, you're on the list and it's only about guns. That's all we focus on, especially gun rights in Virginia. But even then you'll learn a whole lot uh, people love it when they're up there. It's rare that anybody gets off that list. All right. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. So what I'm going to do here, I, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll get both of you back here again. Uh, Philip, I think there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of questions I would like to ask. So if we can uh, get you on again, I would love to do that. Sure. Sure. Um, let me uh, tell the folks out there, uh, first of all, big thanks to Franklin Armory. Uh, please support those guys because they support us and they're good guys and they've got uh, uh, great things that they make. Um, I'm going to go to the end here. Um, just stay right there. We're going to come back for the final word here in a second. All right, guys, make sure you subscribe here to the channel. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Uh, we're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcast. People listening to us around the world. Shout out to all those people listening to us around the world. We appreciate you guys as well. Richard Maunder has one last question. I'll make it the uh, last word. Can you join VCDL if you live in another place? This and yep. he's he's right. He's in England right now. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have we have members in England and 
uh, Australia and around the around the world, we've got members. Germany, mm-hmm. because they too want to support uh, support America, or maybe they're Americans that are living in another country. Yes, absolutely. There you go. There's the answer. You can join from all over the world, uh, including England. Um, uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. You're welcome. Fa- Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks to Gorillas and Guns, as well as Philip of VCDL. We appreciate you guys, Philip Van Cleve. Uh, We are out of here. We will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.